still is still absent uh, until until she fully recovers and and come back. Um, uh, with those few words, uh, honourable members, uh, I welcome everybody to this uh, first meeting of the Portfolio Committee on Tourism. Um, I, uh, on behalf of the support team, um, uh, to say happy uh, 2022 to everybody, uh, because it's the first time we see uh, we meet each other uh, for for a formal committee meeting uh, uh, this year. Uh, and then, if if the committee uh, will allow me, can can I then, honourable members, uh, um, request the the committee members to make proposals uh, so that we can we can elect an acting chair uh, who will be presiding over over this uh, this uh, committee meeting? Thank you, honourable members. <laughs> Good morning, uh, everybody. Uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Boltina. Also from ourselves to yourselves, uh, the staff, the support team of Parliament, we are saying uh, all of the best for 2022. My name is Honorable Hein April, and I would suggest or propose that the chairperson, the acting chairperson of the, uh, this, this meeting would be our, our work, uh, uh, Honorable Mposhe. That is my proposal. Okay. Uh, propose Honorable Mpuse. Okay. Um, can I have the second uh, Honorable Members? <laughs> uh, good morning. Honorable Chair. That is so. Can, can I get some clarity before I say anything? Because my understanding is 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 that is Marshall who's who's the who's the, who's the hello, hello. So now where, where is uh, Boucher coming from now? No, no, no. I'm sorry. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. Uh, I meant to say Makubela. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm very sorry. It is our our work. Makubela. I'm sorry about that. Oh, okay, Honorable Makubela. Okay, uh, okay, okay. Thanks, thanks, Honorable April. Um, Honorable Makubela's name is proposed, Honorable Members. Uh, can I have the seconder? Hi, Honorable Mpuche. Good morning. Welcome. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I, I move to second the, the, the nomination of the acting chair, uh, Member Kubela, our honorable group. Thanks. Okay. The, the, the name of Honorable uh, Luciso Makubele is being seconded, the honorable members. Um, uh, honorable Makubela, please can you take the platform and uh, share uh, chair this part uh, uh, this uh, uh, session of the of the of the meeting uh, honorable members um, as you know today we will be having a, a presentation from the <laughs> Um, and the uh, minister will be responding to some of the, oh, those issues that were raised uh, that we parked them before. 
um, uh, during our BRRR process. And then we have agreed as a committee that let's park those issues and then we deal with them in the new year. So we've proposed this uh, today's date, honorable members, to be our committee uh, meeting date so that uh, we can provide that kind of opportunity uh, to the minister to and, 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 and her team uh, to brief the committee on a number of issues that were, were, were raised by 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 the ages in the in the in the last uh, meeting when we met with them. Um, uh, Web, over to you. Thank you. Good morning, uh, Mr. Poltina. Good morning, good morning members man. of Good morning, members of Parliament. Uh, uh, the DG leading the department, uh, the minister and the deputy minister, uh, who are the executive. Uh, functions of the uh, the department deployed uh, to the executive accordingly and members of parliament uh, members of the portfolio committee our support team uh, allow me to take this opportunity to wish you all a prosperous uh, 2022 as we kickstart the year uh, and you are most welcome to the portfolio committee meeting. This is the first meeting for the year 2022. Recording uh, in, in this, progress. In the same vein, allow us also to send our well wishes to the chairperson, uh, Honorable T. Mahambe Shala. Uh, may we wish her a speedy recovery so that she can be able to come back and take the reins and continue the good work that she is doing in the in leading this portfolio committee. Uh, honorable members, can I then invite the secretariat to flight the agenda so that we can get into the into the business of the day accordingly? Honourable members, uh, the agenda is in front of us. Can I invite uh, an honourable member to move for the uh, to to move for the adoption of the agenda so that we can continue uh, with the agenda? Thank you, Acting Chair. Uh, Acting I Chair is Honourable April. I I propose the adoption of the agenda. Can I then invite another honourable member to? A second, the adoption of the agenda. Thank you, uh, 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 Acting Chair. It's uh, Melina Gomba. I second the adoption of the agenda. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Honorable Members. Uh, Honorable Members, uh, as we have, as uh, the Secretariat has indicated, uh, the Chairperson has a standing apology. She is not well, feeling she is not uh, well. Uh, I have also been advised by the chief whip of the uh, majority party that the chairperson of the portfolio committee is not well and is on sick leave for the entire month. We would like to wish her a speedy recovery. Can I then also invite uh, the secretariat to table to us any other apologies that uh, were forwarded to the secretariat? Okay, good, 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 good,
I have um, another apology that I have here. Uh, Honorable Defreitas uh, indicated to Chairperson that she, he will be with us uh, up to 11 o'clock, Chairperson. And then the second, the second apology, uh, Honorable Motega was experiencing some, some load shedding um, on, on his side, uh, but he will be joining the, the, the meeting uh, through telephone or, or if, if there's electricity supply, then she will be able to join again. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Mr. Poltina. We note uh, these apologies is tabled before us. Uh, honorable members, allow me to then move straight to the business of the day. The business of the day, uh, honorable members, is that uh, the committee uh, can recall that in while we were dealing with the BRRR process in the late, in the last quarter of 2021, uh, there were issues that were raised by the Office of the Auditor General in respect of our portfolio committee, in, in respect of our portfolio, which is the Department of, uh, the National Department of Tourism and also its entity, South African Tourism. Uh, then the minister was uh, requested to give an account into uh, remedies and mitigation around uh, the issues that were raised uh, the by the Auditor General, we know that there were some serious matters that were raised and also uh, the minister had then undertaken to look into these matters and re revert back to the portfolio committee with answers and, uh, and processes on how the department is mitigating against a recurrence or a repetition of the same issues that were raised by uh, the Auditor General. Uh, this is the opportunity then, uh, honorable members, where the minister is afforded uh, the time to bring back uh, the issues to the portfolio committee and then indicate to us to say, this is the work that has been done these are the issues from the issues that were raised, especially the issues of the matters of serious emphasis and uh, the matters where the AG had serious concerns, concerns which also resulted in the entity and the department getting uh, qualified opinions in their uh, uh, in, 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 the, in their books for the financial year. 2021. Uh, allow me then, honorable members, to invite uh, the minister to take us through uh, her responses and uh, the issues that she is now bringing to the portfolio committee to say these are the measures and the steps that are taken to remedy uh, the serious findings that were uh, uh, picked up by the Auditor General. Honorable Minister, we now invite you to speak to the portfolio committee. Thank you very much. I am having a prop. Can you hear me? Acting chair of the portfolio committee, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you loud and clear. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much. Um, I'd like to recognize the deputy minister, the chair of the board, and... Um, 
I'd like to say to the committee, I hope that they've had a restful time over the uh, festive season. Uh, we are going into a very hectic uh, uh, year to try and make up for the losses that most of our industries have suffered. Um, I'd like to, on behalf of my office and myself, to also express my uh, support to the chair who is uh, uh, in hospital and wish her a very speedy recovery. Chairperson, I have with me the Deputy Minister and members of my staff, so we will share the workload amongst uh, each other. And I'm glad that uh, the uh, representatives of the of the various uh, affected uh, entities are with us. I had hoped, uh, Chair, to flight today the actual recording of the report of the Auditor General when he was reporting to us about the outcomes of the financial year that we're dealing with. Unfortunately, it was recorded, but unfortunately, they are unable to share it. They use it for their own purposes, and uh, we were not able to um, access it and give it to you. The reason why I wanted it is so that we are not um, conflicted on the interpretation of the language that is used by the Auditor General because uh, he did use some very harsh words with us, and we wanted you to understand that those harsh words come from the Auditor General, and we have responded to that by making sure that we have a thorough investigation to, into those matters that you have referred us to. Uh, I want to express my appreciation to all of you uh, for the oversight work that the Portfolio Committee performs uh, over the tourism industry. I greatly welcome the support of, that the committee provides me as the head of the executive uh, of the Department of Tourism, and I'm encouraged by your passionate concern to want to see tourism playing its role uh, in the, increasing its contribution to the economic growth of our country, increasing its contribution to the GDP and becoming a driving force behind job creation. Yesterday, we had a meeting with the Minister of Tourism from Kenya, and he, he advised us to look at the GDP and the contribution of tourism to the GDP at the point at which uh, we were under lockdown, because he says that in Kenya, they were surprised to find that actually tourism contributed a greater percentage of, to the GDP that it had, that, than under normal circumstances. So we will do that, and if it does, then it means that we would need to um, celebrate that uh, that bit of, uh, of hype. Um, I want to indicate to you that I share your passion and compassion in helping us elevate tourism to the level that it should be. I'm enthused by your concerns about good governance and practices in the running of the tourism portfolio. Uh, being an anti-corruption campaigner myself, I've been greatly impressed by your intolerance of instances of maladministration and uh, uh, Ill, um, Ill governance, corruption, wastage of public resources. Your thorough uh, interrogation of the Auditor General's report of, uh, of our portfolio and your clinical analysis of our annual reports demonstrates how, deep you, how deeply you are um, prepared to go into th those matters and ensure that we deal with all possible uh, deficiencies, weaknesses, and uh, 
any maleficence in our administrative system. As the chairperson has alluded, your intervention is uh, all but intended to drive our portfolio to a clean audit environment in the future. In other words, we as a tourism portfolio need to ensure effective delivery of services to the benefit of our people. And this delivery has to happen within an administrative context that is professional, that is corruption-free, and as executive authority, I cannot agree with you more with that line of action that you are taking. In your last engagement with the Department of, of Tourism, you raised particular concerns about the violation, as the chair, acting chair has just indicated, indicated about the violation of procurement prescripts and called uh, for me to institute investigations and probe instances where there is clear sign of corruption or misuse of state resources. Actually, you put it bluntly and you said, and I quote, state money has been deliberately stolen, close quote. You requested my office to take a lead in investigating these cases. You also stressed the need for us to urgently develop an audit action plan that would guide us in resolving audit issues raised by the Auditor General's office. I'd like to report to you that I've taken the, step, the necessary steps to conduct the investigation as recommended. The department is finalizing uh, the procurement processes to appoint an independent investigation team uh, uh, to conduct the investigations. This process is independent of the Department of Tourism. What we're going to give to you today is what we as a department have uh, investigated and we're reporting to you. But in addition to that, we've uh, appointed an investigative uh, team to conduct investigations so that you have an additional uh, uh, source of uh, the outcomes of of the Auditor General's report, as you have requested. Uh, the Department and, uh, of, of, and, and, and South African Tourism have developed corrective and audit, uh, audit action plans through which they have started addressing the audit issues that you raised, that uh, had, I mean, that had been brought by the Auditor General and you raised sharply with us. The Director General and the Acting Chairperson of the Board, uh, and I did see her, I hope she is in today, um, have been instrumental in making sure that uh, we are uh, on the same page, and uh, they will also be making presentations on the progress that we are making in their respective plans. As I conclude, I'd like to assure the committee that we will leave no stone unturned when we seek answers where fraud and corruption have uh, have happened or where there has been deliberate misuse of state resources, we are setting the ball rolling to ensure the repayment of state funds, which individuals that have wrongly benefited from our program have been, uh, have been paid. Secondly, we will be applying consequence management uh, to officials that are found to have deliberately committed acts of misconduct. Those who have left our institutions will also uh, be followed through. Uh, government allows us to follow through when there is an investigation. Uh, so we will make sure that everybody who might uh, have to respond to some of the questions is available to us. In addition to taking these measures, we are also taking steps to ensure that we avoid the recurrence of audit issues that are picked up by the Auditor General each year. 
The administration, uh, the administrative heads of the institutions have assured me that they will be putting up systems to avoid recurrence of the audit issues that were pointed out to you by the Auditor General. They will ensure maximum use of internal and uh, audit committees and the audit committee, including engaging the Auditor General to conduct in-year audits to ensure that potential audit issues are detected in time and addressed at an earlier stage. Allow me, Chairperson, therefore, to uh, get on to another matter before I ask the, the Director General to take us through the presentation that we have prepared for you. To indicate that I have received a letter from the Public Service Commission um, dated... Dated the 20th of the 11th, 11th of 2021. And the Auditor General says, uh, Dear Minister, there has been a complaint lodged within the anti-corruption hotline, case reference number 992020091012 That is the number of the complaints that was lodged in the hotline of the Public Service Commission the Public Service Commission received a complaint through the National Anti-Corruption Hotline. The complaint pertains to allegations of procurement irregularities at the National Office of the Department of Tourism, herein after referred to as the department. The complaint alleges that in the month of May 2021, a tender worth 150,000 rands for a cookout in Timbisa, Gauteng province, was irregularly awarded to a disc jockey named DJ Shimza. It also alleged that the tender was irregularly awarded as DJ Shimza was not registered on the departmental database of service providers and that normal procurement regulations were contravened as other service providers that were registered on the database were not considered. Furthermore, DJ Shimza is alleged to have stated on social media that he was simply called to the department to submit a quotation and that he was subsequently awarded the tender. After consideration of the complaint, the Public Service Commission has decided to investigate the complaint in terms of its constitutional mandate, which provides the following. Section 1962 of the Constitution of the Republic of South Africa, 1996, inter alia, determines that the Public Service Commission must exercise its powers and functions in the interest of the maintenance of effective and efficient administration and a high standard of professional ethics in the public service. And section uh, 19641 F of the Constitution of the Republic of South Africa uh, provides powers and functions to the Public Service Commission, which are amongst others to investigate and evaluate the application of personnel and public administration practices and to report to the relevant executive authority and legislature. Two, to investigate grievances of employees in the public service concerning financial acts of omission and recommend appropriate remedies. Three, to monitor and investigate adherence to applicable procedures in the public service. And finally, to advise national and provincial organs of state regarding personnel practices in the public service, including those relating to the recruitment, appointment, transfer, discharge, and other aspects of careers of the employees in the public service. In view of the above, 
Um, and in order to enable the Public Service Commission to investigate the complaint, the minister is requested to kindly provide the Public Service Commission with the details of a contact person that we can liaise with. Uh, and uh, therefore, we want to inform you, Chairperson, th through you to the Portfolio Committee, that we have an investigation being conducted on us by the Public Service Commission, and uh, we will report on the progress of that. Uh, we decided we were going to inform you of this so that by the time you get to hear about it in the media, you will know that the Public Service is conducting an investigation into the incidents of the book out in Tamisa. Uh, Chairperson, we will now uh, go into the purpose uh, that we want to uh, attend to. We are going to give you the feedback of the Auditor General's report, uh, and then we will give you feedback of the forensic review conducted by SNG Grant Thornton. We will also give you progress made on the implementation of the Auditor General's report on the forensic investigations uh, recommendations. Uh, I will now ask that we flight the presentation and we ask the DG to take us through the presentation with your permission, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Minister. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson, and uh, good morning to the Honorable Members um, and uh, the, the uh, officials that are connected to, to this call. And, and we, we have a, in total, we have got three presentations, as Minister has alluded to. Uh, essentially, what we're going to be going through, the first presentation will cover the audit action plan uh, of the department. Um, and that audit action plan of the department would include the controls that we have now put in place, um, as well as the progress with regards to the implementation of the actual controls that have been uh, put in place. What is perhaps important to emphasize would be the fact that we, 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 we designed these controls uh, with the idea to, to be able to put corrective measures for the system uh, and not, not only to deal with, with the events, so to say, so that the system would be able to uh, be more responsive in future and the system would be in a position to also provide us with uh, the, the requisite uh, controls that, that we, we, we do not find ourselves actually getting into uh, similar challenges. The areas that we're going to cover um, the findings were in the areas of supply chain management. They were in the areas of uh, the, the relief funds the, that, that we, we actually uh, extended. Um, they were also in the areas of uh, performance information. Um, and, and we are going to try and uh, be exhaustive, particularly when it comes to the issues of the funds. We will have to make sure that we 
bring on board the honorable members uh, and give uh, a clear uh, indication of the, the events leading up to the implementation as well as the actual uh, the actual implementation and how that actually was rolled out and the processes that we are currently undertaking as 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 as, as we speak we we will then go to uh, performance information which was also uh, highlighted and what controls that we put in there and the last area that we would also uh, go into will be the ICT environment, which would also be, be be an area that 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 we we have we have actually done some extensive work on to be able to ensure that we close those gaps. I will ask the CFO, the acting CFO, um, or to 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 go through some of the parts. Um, but uh, in the meantime, what I'm going to do is to go through this. I will then come back and go through the second presentation that uh, that the minister referred to, the, the SNG uh, audit, uh, forensic audit. And this is a matter, uh, Jefferson, that you would recall that uh, at the last sitting, there was a, a direct request that we should actually come back and actually provide this particular detail. Uh, shall we move on to the next slide, Petra? Let's move to slide three. Just dealt with slide two. Slide three. Honorable Chairperson, I'm not sure if it is my system that's not moving, but uh, it's still on the cover slide. Petra, slide three. Um, DG, I've got slide three on my side. Um, projected. Projected, yes. We don't have it. So we don't we... have it. We don't have it. <laughs> Can you see slide three now? Yes, I can see it. Thank you very much, Petra. We, Honorable Chairperson, we, we, we've got in total 117 um, areas that uh, we have identified uh, out of uh, the management report uh, as well as the audit report itself. Of those 70 of them, we have already attended to and uh, to, to, to the point where we have brought them to conclusion. 13 areas are not yet due. So in these instances, it would be aspects perhaps that would require end of financial year for us to deem them concluded. Um, and and uh, 
there is also uh, 34 areas that are uh, in progress, uh, and we will allude to, to what that progress is. There is no area where there is inactivity, uh, where there, there has not been any, any anything done. So we, we have been, we've been progressing in that regard. Perhaps also just to highlight, Chairperson, uh, that uh, the department um did not any qualification uh the 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 were these were meant matters of emphasis in all the areas where the department uh had 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 the findings um the 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 audit report was uh, an unqualified with matters um shall we go to the slide four Peter? The, the first issue um, uh, related to the issues around supply chain management was the issue about the, the minimum threshold of local content. Honorable members would recall that this is a recurring area. Um, and what we had done in this instance, we uh, got the supply chain people uh, to, to be properly trained by the DTA. And the reason why we did that uh, was to make sure that they are familiar with these things. And we then discovered that the actual uh, root cause uh, was not because they did not know, but it was because of the checks and balances so that we are able to say in each stage of the controls, uh, it's not one person that's doing everything. There's somebody else who's also going to make sure that things are checked. So we we then uh, identified the control. There's an update of the request for quotations template um, so that the local content aspect is included uh, upfront so that when they go through that checklist, they will then see if we actually dealt with this and if it is not dealt with, then we must make sure that it's dealt with. And then the second part of it was to make sure that the director of supply chain management also becomes the person who signs off on these uh, RFQs once uh, the, the, the functionaries have put them together uh, and, and ensure that the bid specifications also uh, go through the similar process of quality assurance that you would also then be able to uh, verify whether that uh, local content is actually in there. So that is actually now being applied. But what is also important is that uh, it is followed through with regards to making sure that in the advertisements themselves, that is actually properly included. And uh, to, 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 to remedy uh, the aspects of uh, unfair procurement processes, and this uh, is in relation to a security contract uh, that is still currently running. Um, and what happened with this particular security contract, I'm informed that there was um, a process where certain information at adjudication stage was actually not there. And the adjudication committee did not agree with awarding uh, the, 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 the tender that was deemed to have scored the, the list. And after which they then awarded the second best uh, that had according to them, met all the requirements and so on. And once that was done, um, the AG found that there could be an irregularity there, they flagged it. Um, and what we have now done is to make sure that uh, that particular matter 
is disclosed in the financials. Let's go to, to, to five, because that's where the story continues. And we have uh, written to the office of the chief procurement officer and made a request that the whole process of that particular tender Uh, Petra, please, please, uh, let's project the slide. Slide five. Thank you. We, we, we have requested the Office of the Chief Procurement Officer to review this entire process um, so, so that they could come to a determination with regards to the, the actual decision on the award and whether that process uh, falls within the scope of irregularity so that we can then treat this matter and, and conclude it. Uh, we, we also we discussed this matter with the AG as well to say this is uh, the process that we're actually going to be following. Um, we, we are also getting a legal opinion on that particular process because it was an administrative decision that had been taken by a body that is authorized to do so. Uh, and they've made certain considerations. So all those will then be reviewed so that we are in a position to be able to uh, conclude with certainty uh, what, what action needs to take place uh, in this regard. The, 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 the issues related to uh, non-compliance with uh, the, 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 the Treasury uh, practice note this matter, Honorable Chairperson, largely relates to uh, what Minister has shared with uh, has shared with the committee this morning, um, and uh, in the main, uh, the matter was 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 uh, we disclosed the irregular the potential irregular expenditure, uh, and this was because the actual payment had not taken place. So the events took place within uh, a particular financial year and the payment took place across the next financial year, which is the current financial year. So that disclosure was done. There was an initial investigation that was done on this matter uh, from the department side. And that particular investigation was not as yet concluded. And the reasons for that was because the payment had not yet been done and the AG had not yet finalized their processes as well. So we are at a point where that final uh, report, the internal final report will then be uh, issued, uh, but it has got nothing to do with the other process that the minister has alluded to. Uh, preliminarily, uh, there were certain issues that we picked up there um, and in the main uh, would be the issues about uh, the 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 where where you're supposed to have three quotations um and ended up with two quotations and those two quotations uh then uh, are, are not necessarily you know the system does not trigger that the accounting officer should then uh, authorize that particular deviation which is permitted uh, in terms of our prescripts uh, which which then becomes a regular thing and so on but uh, that's 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 preliminary. Um, obviously, I would 
I would I would want to give the other process also its own chance uh, so that so that I I I I, I also receive the actual report final uh, from 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 the process uh, in terms of the internal process as well. The issues related to related to uh, the indicators uh, on the APP. Um, we we it's an area which a person that uh, the committee would recall throughout the term we have not had these kinds of challenges and and here there was an error um, and and we we then looked at what could have been the root causes of such such an error um, so we we brought in a, a number of controls in this particular area uh, amongst which is to ensure that uh, uh, we we strengthen the quality control. Um, particularly as it relates to completeness and and and, and adequacy of uh, the information, we also looked at ensuring that we 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 strengthen combined assurance, uh, and and in this particular instance, um, we we are looking at uh, all the quality. I mean, all the the the, the assurance providers from uh, management to. Uh, the, the the people that do the coordination of performance information to people that uh, deal with the internal auditing aspect of this to uh, uh, the, the 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 leadership to the executive authority uh, to uh, the audit committee to uh, the, the the AGSA and ensure that all of this and this is part of what the minister was also emphasizing that this in-year uh, audits um, it would assist a lot in making sure that where there is possibilities of something going wrong, then we are able to detect such uh, in time as well. Shall we? Thank you, Peter. In terms of uh, asset management, uh, immovable tangible capital asset management, uh, the deficiencies there, uh, we we have uh, an infrastructure policy that that uh, is in place and that is actually being implemented. Um, additional things in relation to the implementation of that policy, honourable members would recall we did report that we acquired the services of the Development Bank of Southern Africa to assist us uh, with making sure that uh, we are implementing these projects efficiently economically and effectively. And um, part of that is uh, monthly DECOM meetings that uh, I sit in there uh, with uh, with uh, the, the executive uh, uh, director responsible for infrastructure from, from the DBSA side. And we go through the details of each individual project, where we, uh, what are the issues, uh, what are the community issues, what are the financial issues, and all those kinds of things. So we bring all of these things together and we are able to then uh, be able to, to provide that level of assurance. Um, and in terms of uh, uh, provision of uh, management to provide assurance on the completeness of the records uh, in relation to all these particular projects, uh, one important aspect here is the fact that there is a third party that is implementing. And of course, there are other projects that are not necessarily the DBSA that, that were already uh, underway. 
that may be with either a provincial entity or any other entity. Those uh, there is now a process in place where we are making sure that the records are actually checked and so on. So the framework for us to be able to say this is the actual checklist that you need to go through before you actually uh, uh, reposit this particular information into whatever database that we are using for this type of information. The the, the process of, of, of uh, actual verification now will then commence. Uh, during this particular quarter and making sure that going forward then we are able to 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 provide that level of of assurance and of course the the where we've got a, a to to ensure that there's a standard operating procedure that tells us from beginning to end and the role players knowing precisely each step that they are supposed to take and so on. That is work that is quite in advance as we speak. We are almost about to also conclude that particular work as well. Immovable, tangible assets, uh, uh, work in progress. Uh, here we have concluded most of this work, uh, but it's really about making sure that there's continuous monitoring of this work and projects and so on, uh, but also uh, making sure that those entities uh, know precisely what they are supposed to report uh, against a specific template and so on, so that we do not have lapses where one reports uh, exhaustively, another one reports uh, selectively, and so on. So, in this particular area, we are we are we have been able to 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 make sure that those things are done. Uh, of course, it all requires that verification that I talked about earlier because. In all these instances, we must always recall that there will be uh, some human element that could creep in on the other side where the project is being implemented, hence vigilance on our side would actually be the way to go in this regard. Um, let's move on. The, the issues about... Uh, uh, non-compliance with preferential procurement. Um, we we just go up a little bit. Uh, it starts it starts with the bottom on slide eight. Just go to slide eight, slide eight. Sorry. Thank you. The, the issues around non-compliance with the supply chain. Um, with with the preferential uh, procurement uh, in terms of making sure that uh, we we this, we are correct in the calculations, and I need to indicate here that the actual the actual uh, risk uh, which could have been awarded to a wrong bidder uh, did not materialize, uh, but the identified risk needed to be remedied, which is that there were, there were some, uh, some, some uh, mistakes in the, in the calculations of this course. Uh, fortunately, I would say uh, the, the actual, the actual uh, real uh, uh, you know, award did not necessarily go to people uh, who did not have particular scores. So that that we have actually put a control there. All the role players in SCM, uh, they were notified uh, of of this. 
and and uh, some processes there in terms of how they should actually then deal with uh, those calculations. This more and and the comparative schedules. Um, then the issue about uh, the, the the need for 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 sign off at a senior level at a supply in supply chain management. Uh, the, the way the director has got to, to make sure that these things are verified. So they will be compiled, verified, but when they come to the point where he signs off, he would obviously verify that and sign off again. But this must be against a standard checklist so that we don't find ourselves with the same problems. And this includes if it's a tender and it's been advertised and so on, the checklist will ask the did we actually also include uh, making sure that this thing is in the e-tender and so on? So those are the kinds of things that we are uh, going to 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 be to be uh, making part of the system going forward, and not necessarily just for these particular instances where they occurred. Let's move on. Award made to suppliers and service. Uh, honorable chairperson and honorable members, this is uh, a very uh, difficult area to properly manage. Uh, and the reason for that is because the one system that we have access to that uh, tells us whether a person is employed uh, by the state uh, in totality is the system for uh, the payment of salaries, which is the PESAC system. However, that system has its serious limitations in that it can only tell us about uh, public servants at a national level and public servants at a provincial level. We will never be able to detect those that are not in the PESAC system uh, as to whether they are employed in the state or not. To try and remedy this, um, we uh, have been engaging with the AG. We made a final request now that they must do in-year auditing of this particular service. Initially, we were trying to, of this particular function. Initially, we were of the view that perhaps they should provide us with uh, what they call advisory services. But because this is a huge area of interest, it could create a challenge for them in terms of conflict of interest and so on. So they would then, if they agree to that, they would then go into these in-year services uh, that they would provide to continuously audit. And if, if something has been awarded uh, this month and the audit in the next month says, no, hang on, this person actually works for a municipality in such and such a place, we can then evoke other uh, instruments and be able to suspend that particular contract and, and be able to probably at the end uh, get it to be, to be null and void. So that's the kind of approach that we have actually taken with regards to this. Uh, it's an area that really does require quite a lot of work. But some of the things that we believe may be within partly our control is that we, we are standardizing all these bidding uh, forms, uh, whether it's request for quotations or whether it's tenders, to make sure that in that particular process, they will be, the, the bidder will, will have 
to confirm uh, that uh, I, so and so, do not work for any state organization. Um, and and uh, that 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 would then be our basis to take on the person uh, beyond 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 uh, uh, the, the 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 award should there be a need. Um, and then the other aspect uh, I've spoken to this in terms of the personal aspect. So we are actually doing that. So that's the only part that is within uh, our complete control. The other parts. Uh, we 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 have to work with other other parties, but those are the controls that we deem uh, will will be able to assist us to to overcome this aspect. Let's move to the next slide, please. Petra, let us move to the next slide. Thank you. The non-compliance with national treasury instructions um, and, uh, and uh, issues around transparency and accountability in terms of supply chain management. Um, what we have done here, we, we, have, we have agreed that there should be closer monitoring of the application of delegations. Um, one of the things that had happened in this area was um, we submitted the procurement action plan, uh, which, which is something that we do on an annual basis. Um, and during the time it was submitted, uh, it was under the signature of the CFO. Um, and unfortunately, uh, it is a document that must be under the signature of the DG. So that's 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 what had happened in that regard. So uh, we, we we have put in place mechanisms to ensure that there's adherence to delegation of authority, uh, but also those that have got the responsibility to submit these various uh, uh, things that 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 uh, we've got to submit to different authorities must also then ensure that uh, their checklists. Uh, are clear about who is supposed to be the person. Templates are also updated, and the reason why we, are, we updated those templates is to make sure that the, the correct signatories must be reflected. So when that is the case, and, and uh, almost a point where you lock the names there as well, so that would also be able to, 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 assist, to assist us. The... Limitation of scope, um, uh, send packs. Um, this, this is when uh, we've got projects that are actually implemented by other entities of state. And uh, part of the challenge is when the, 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 the completeness of the information in terms of what is reported and all those kinds of things. So uh, we have communicated to all these entities and be very clear about what it is that they need to do to be able to provide all the requisite documents. Because when the AG comes, they can select a couple of projects and actually go to the implementing agent and go thoroughly and deeper to all those documents that they have got. So processes that we do uh, at National, where uh, you've got to follow the prescripts to the latter, they also have to do the same. And this, we've made an emphasis with all the entities that actually have uh, projects that they're implementing on behalf of the department in this regard. 
uh, I think it's still the same thing. Then this specific one, uh, number 14, uh, the Housing Tourism Authority, uh, this was a, a contract in relation to safety monitors projects. And what they picked up was that the contract between our implementing agent, uh, that is the Housing Tourism Authority, and the contractor did not have a date. So they raised an issue about that. Uh, they, they deemed it to be something material, um, given the nature of the contract. And uh, we, we have then uh, brought this to, to their attention, but continuously we then monitor whether such is not actually occurring in other, in other contracts as well. Let's move on. Uh, the possible bid rigging, this is the matter that the, the minister uh, uh, put uh, before the committee today, which is under the investigation of uh, the Public Service Commission as to what exactly has happened in that regard. And um, the issue specifically here is that there seemed to be a bidder uh, who, who had two companies bidding for the same opportunity. Uh, which would amount to one person actually bidding against oneself, uh, and that's 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 really the the, the emphasis on this on this particular matter. Uh, and as I indicated, preliminary investigation had been conducted, uh, and and uh, there is this other investigation. So I would I would I would not necessarily venture into uh, the details because I need a sign off on that particular investigation, uh, which should be anytime uh, soon. Uh, within this month of January still. The uh, issues around uh, the, the, the records um, and, and uh, all those aspects, and they relate uh, amongst others to uh, the keeping of the records, uh, the minutes, and all those aspects uh, as it relates to the disposal committee of, uh, uh, of the department. Um, so, so the AG was 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 concerned that uh, uh, disposals would take place and so on, but the the actual minutes uh, were not necessarily kept to say this is what we discussed and this is what we agreed and so on, even if the execution might might be in that particular way. So we have this electronic management uh, uh, document management system in the department, which we use for workflows for uh, filing and all those types of issues. Um, we have now opened a file within that particular uh, uh, system that, that has all the necessary documentation, the meetings that they are having, the records must be there, the agendas and all those kinds of things. And, and that then allows us to be able to say, this is, uh, this is, this is why uh, the execution of the disposal went in a particular way because these records are actually in place. So that has actually been attended to in um, The completeness of the bid register, um, the, the, that, 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 that has been uh, amended and uh, we, we, we commenced with the, the implementation. Um, so, so that's something that we, we are now, this is, is behind us. Uh, Part of it was to make sure that uh, we should be clear. This thing was brought on such a day 
uh, and such a time and it has been signed for by this particular individual and so on so that we, we don't we don't have uh, uh, somebody tomorrow say I did come and I did throw something into the into the the box um, what happened to it and then when we go to the records we actually don't find it so that is some some control that we've now brought uh, to be able to to deal with it um the this was a specific instance the declaration of uh, local content in terms of the 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 PPPs that were that were bought, um, and the the issue uh, here in the main was that uh, in the in the request for quotations the local content requirements were not flagged, and that was even after the training and so on. So. Um, that that there has been there has been some 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 process followed um, in the office of the CFO with regards to people that were responsible, uh, but the main thing now is that that local content uh, there's a specimen uh, in the in the template that it's not possible to actually miss that whether it's in the advert or whether it's in the in the in the uh, putting together of the specifications themselves. Um, tangible um, assets, uh, misstatement. Um, there, there were a couple of actions here that we identified as controls, um, including asset verification, um, uh, including the, 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 the issues that we had raised about uh, the capacity within uh, that particular unit to be able to, to deal with this. We have now sourced external uh, capacity to be able to, to, to make sure that this is done properly. They are currently uh, going through the process of uh, verification, uh, which commenced sometime in mid-October. Um, and uh, we, we are, we are it's, it's work in progress and uh, we, we are happy with the progress that we are seeing thus far. Uh, and we believe that this kind of approach is actually going to assist us going forward. Um, I would, I would, uh, honourable chairperson, uh, pass twenty um, and uh, twenty-one because the controls are the same that we are actually applying throughout this. They all relate to uh, the, the the intangible assets, um, the, the tangible uh, assets. Uh, just that the, in, in some uh, uh, minor assets and in some some are not. Uh, they are in the category of. Uh, uh, large assets and so on, but uh, it's all in the category of uh, this particular uh, movable assets uh, category. Move on to 22. Uh, the differences uh, between uh, the annual financial statements and uh, the minor fixed assets, still this is part of that. Uh, so 23, non-compliance with uh, the triple B E. Uh, regulations. There is a requirement that uh, we must submit uh, the, the 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 annual report to uh, the Triple B Commission, um, and that's that's something that that uh, had uh, eluded us. So what we have now put in place as a control overall, we are making sure that. There's a clear checklist overall uh, in terms of what are the requirements 
for submissions to who and so on, uh, what should be a part of some of the elements that should be in the in the annual report document itself and so on and all those kinds of things. So we have closed this particular gap and we do believe that it would not be a problem uh, going forward. Uh, for the 2020-21, we've already made that particular submission. Uh, now we will move, we'll step off from the supply chain management and move to the category of the tourist, uh, tourist tourism relief funds for tourist guides. Um, the, Excuse me, yeah, Chair. Excuse me, Chair. Yeah. Chair? Um, you are noted, Minister. Thank you very much. I'd like the DG to uh, move a little faster. We have the uh, number of reports that we have to attend to. The other one is from uh, the, the entity that uh, uh, you asked us to look into. They are here to give a report. Uh, and to give yourselves time to ask questions. So I'm going to ask him to move a little faster than he is in terms of uh, the pace uh, we need to give yourselves and the, uh, the, the entity enough time to respond as well, please. Thank you, Minister. DG? Uh, thank you, thank you, uh, thank you, thank you, Chairperson. Uh, um, I will attempt to, to, to summarize this area of the tourist guides. We took the entire uh, set of the findings from the AG and uh, the various recommendations. We verified um, the, the, the area related to the category of people that are deceased, uh, who, whose, whose money was redeemed. And Originally, there were 17 people in that category. When we verified, we found that seven people redeemed the money. And of the seven people that redeemed the money, the combined total of that money came to 16,500. We have reported that matter to the police. Um, in fact, in the discussions with the the the, 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 the SAPS uh, as we were opening this case, they were saying to us that part of what they would also do on their side is to check whether from the master of court there could have been some that had access uh, to the, the readily available immediate funds and so on. But they have already assigned uh, an investigating officer and that matter will then be investigated there. Recovery in this particular instance will only be on the basis of us having received uh, the, the information from the police to say, uh, here we have got uh, uh, this one and here we have got that one. Now, the second area was the area where there were duplicates that were identified in total, there were 26. We then went through a verification process of, of those 26 that, 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 the 26 that were identified. Uh, how much? How many actually redeemed the duplicated payment? And we found that it was five that actually did that redemption. So those five that did that redemption, uh, the letters for 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 recovery have already gone out to them. They, there was an area of uh, municipal uh, workers and workers in uh, other departments. Uh, 
in other entities and so on. Uh, that whole category, and all these are people that have received this, um, more or less in that category, there was uh, about uh, 46, 47 people that, that were implicated. The letters have gone out in terms of uh, uh, recovery and so on. We might, might want to actually uh, share the, the actual figures in that regard, but the letters have actually gone out. Uh, and the total amount that we're talking about in this category is plus minus 190,000. Then there is a category of people that are in the UIF database. I want, I want to just explain in this category what uh, the process that we followed was. In the inception of the scheme, Initially, the intention was to undertake all these different types of verification, whether it is home affairs and so on, all the different types of this. And when we then went through that, that particular process to say this is uh, what would then happen and so on, the, the final approved scheme uh, was such that we needed to get the provincial database and also a confirmation from the province to say because the registrars who actually register the guides are in the provinces they then feed the information to the national registrar to put in one database but because it was an instantaneous activity we needed to go back and say are these the people and then they gave us that information once that information was given the second test that was approved to be conducted was to go to UIF. UIF then checked everything and they came back with a set of names that they said these people are in our database. So they would not necessarily be qualifying for your scheme. We then agreed with that and we took uh, the names that were not found in their database as active. And we submitted that information to the provincial tourist guides registrars again and said, please verify this one more time and confirm with us that this information is indeed, as of today, the correct information in terms of the guides that are active in your database and in your register. They then wrote us letters and confirmed that indeed that is the case. So once that was done, we then proceeded with the payment uh, of, of, of this money. Now the payment was actually through the cell phone system using APSA and then the, the monies were then redeemed in that regard. So we have taken the names that are deemed to be within the UIF database to the UIF again to say UIF, these are the names that were found by AGSA after you had given us the previous names. Kindly advise us as of this status of these people and they will then come back to us. We are told that there are instances where one would have been an employee somewhere and if a person has been an employee and contributing, the employer was contributing to UIF, the person would be in that particular system. The person then gets retrenched, uh, receives the UIF and so on. When the screen dumps of the shots that are actually then 
used by AGSA and others who actually use the same system, uh, the CAT system, they are, are taken there. They may then identify people who are not necessarily still active in the UIF, but they happen to be there. And it does happen also with uh, systems like PESAL and so on. So that verification will then tell us whether these indeed were people that actually benefited twice. And this was a category that was actually ruled out completely by our scheme. So they cannot benefit from it at all. The second part of it relates to the work that uh, the people that were on uh, the, the, the SASA database and also on our database in terms of benefiting. We, have, we know that SASA had made it quite explicit that you should not have benefited from any other. We did not have that in our scheme specifically. We have now written also to the SASA CEO um, and they have indicated that they are working on that matter to look into it in detail. So those are the, the, the areas that uh, I, I wanted to, to, to highlight with, with regards to this. And going forward, I've, I've also uh, uh, written to the HODs to look into the matter of uh, the information that we were supplied with uh, that was actually not correct uh, in some of these instances. We found one instance where a person passed away in 2018, so it was already two years after the person had passed away that the money was actually then redeemed. And the, the, the fact that the validity period of the registration is three years, there could be instances here where there was absolutely no activity in that register until such time that we actually requested for this particular information. So that is what we've done in this regard. Um, and the instances where there were the, 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 the AG reported that there were no IDs. Initial verification from our side yielded that the IDs that were identified, the IDs that were identified, uh, that, that, were, that were provided, some of them were not necessarily South African IDs, uh, but various forms of permits that are provided by home affairs and so on to be able to say, this person is permitted to do certain activity, particular activities in the country. So we have requested again uh, the registrars to then go and, and bring that information back uh, final now, again to say re-authenticate, and then that information is actually going to go to Home Affairs so that the various forms of payments are then authenticated that these permits and also they must because they must actually attach the specimen of that permit that was actually submitted so that that goes to home affairs as well and will then be in a position to to conclude this we did not find a record without a form of identification except that it would not necessarily be the south african id number but each of them actually had some form of identification. So once Home Affairs has gone through that particular process, we will then be in a position, I'm informed that yesterday was the date by which we are receiving all this uh, information from the provinces. So once Home Affairs has actually given us all of that information, we will then be in a position to conclude on this particular matter properly. Um, in terms of ICT, um, we... We had, a, we had an issue about uh, areas where 
a person would would leave the system, but the account of the person will still be active um, and 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 not yet terminated. So we 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 are attending to that, but there are certain uh, uh, requirements in terms of hardware that we still need to attend to. Uh, we have placed orders and all that to be able to receive those, but it has just been uh, an issue in terms of suppliers in some of the instances. Uh, delaying some of these processes. Um, let's move on, I think. The, the Tourism Relief Fund um, and the overpayment by 50,000 uh, to one company out of 4,000 companies. We have done uh, the, 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 the investigation of this um, and we have actually given uh, the, 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 we have got the outcome and part of that outcome was the basis upon which we have instructed the state attorney to be able to commence with the process of uh, recovery. Uh, they have already served the summons and everything, but we, what we have also done is to communicate that uh, outcome to uh, uh, the, the board from South African tourism side and uh, I, on my side, as well as the accounting of as the accounting office of the department, we are now conducting a liability test in terms of the functionaries that were responsible for this particular activity, so that we are in a position to be able to apply the necessary consequence management where applicable. Um, uh, Petra. That will be all uh, in terms of this particular presentation. Um, I would suggest, Honorable uh, uh, Chairperson, through the Minister, that uh, we, we, we take the presentation of SAT and then we will come back to the SNG one. Thank you. Thank you, DG. Um, I, go, I, I go now to the representative, with your permission, Chair of uh, the South African Tourism Board. Yes, Minister, you can uh, invite you, the chairperson of the board. Thank you, thank you, Advocate Mojanku Kumbi. Over to you. Thank you very much, Minister. Thank you very much, Acting Chairperson and members of the Portfolio Committee, um, Deputy Minister DG. Um, thank you very much for affording us the opportunity to come back to you. Uh, this is a follow-up to our meeting last year, just to report on steps that we have taken since then. Just uh, for context, let me start by saying that following the receipt of the 2020-21 audit outcome, and the findings of the board-initiated forensic investigation. The board has uh, implemented the, a few measures um, to improve internal controls. Members would remember that uh, uh, we initiated a forensic investigation because the, the South African tourism, um, over and above the allocated funds we receive, we have a, a levy that is a, that's called a South African tourism levy that we receive is collected by our partners 
and paid over to South African tourism. So within that levy, a portion of it is set aside um, into what is called a collaborative fund. So that collaborative fund is managed by, by a third party, uh, uh, but the levy is managed by so what uh, what uh, what informed the the board's decision to initiate it, to initiate this forensic investigation is that it became clear that the collaborative fund and the levy were mixed up, and uh, what should have happened is that the SEM processes of the of South African tourism should have been followed in uh, in uh, in uh, appointing in particular two two uh, uh, companies to do work for south african tourism now i should say that uh, there are the once we initiated the forensic investigation we then spoke to the auditor general even before we got the final forensic investigation report so we shared with the Auditor General the interim report, as a result of which, therefore, the Auditor General, after we shared the final one, made the finding that uh, the office did of, uh, of irregular expenditure. So we, we accepted the finding and, then, and the qualified opinion because we initiated the, the investigation. So... So two two areas, Chairperson, uh, uh, that we had to deal with. First of all, we had to deal with the consequence management, uh, as we say there, and uh, and then we also had to deal with recovering the funds that had been spent. So on the consequence management, we got a legal opinion, and uh, we've taken action against two executives that report directly to the board. And uh, we have uh, those two have since received written warnings, which will be in their employment record for a period of six months. And then there are those that uh, that report to line managers within South African tourism, and those ones they they are their consequence management processes are on, and we hope that uh, and we, I think they will be done before the end of the financial year. So that's the consequence management side. On the uh, recovery of the funds that were paid, let me first say that we asked the forensic investigators, not once, but twice at least, whether there's any indication of money having been uh, misappropriated, stolen, or otherwise, and they assured us that they have not found any evidence of that. What they have found is just that people have paid out of the wrong uh, fund and paid, you know, two companies, one of which they, they thought was not really the best company to do the work that it's supposed to do. So we're taking action against those companies, and we've served legal papers already against them, uh, both companies, they the application was served on the 30th of December, 2021. 
against those companies. So that's the part where we seek to recover whatever money is due to South African tourism. Um, on, on the remedial measures, Chairperson, uh, we have uh, we have a we have a, a, a audit outcome action plan, and uh, uh, very soon the I will ask the, uh, the the chief financial officer to speak to it. But what we are doing is that we are strengthening our SCM processes. We are also in the, in the process designing a program through our ARCO and our, our Audit and Risk Committee chairperson is online as well, to design a program where we actively ensure that we capacitate that section. And we also mentor them. We also make sure that they are aware of all the prescripts, the PFMA, the Treasury Regulations, the SAT, uh, 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 rules and regulations, all of that. We, we, and we've put a condition, Jefferson, on, on the CFO and that department to say, we want to make sure that this year's uh, 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 report is clean, clean, clean. There's no, not even a mistake uh, that is coming through. And uh, that's the condition. If, if that condition is not met, we'll definitely take my action against the CFO. We have also, it uh, may not be here, we also immediately reduced the delegation of authority is one of the measures we took. South African tourism spends a big amounts on on single projects. I think by its nature, because it also works a lot internationally. But uh, we've reduced the delegation of authority to ten million. It uh, results in in lots of meetings for the board, but the board has said. It would rather have meetings every time to approve um, uh, spending rather than allow what happened in the past to happen again. Um, with your permission, Chair, I would like to, to ask our CFO to, to speak to the specific recommendations or specific findings of the Auditor General. Very quickly, no, CFO. Thank you, Chair. Good morning, honorable members and, and Chair, Minister, Deputy Minister, the DG and colleagues. Um, I'm going to take you through um, the presentation that we did and the context thereof is that we went through um, our annual report presentation to portfolio committee um, and then we, we looked or reviewed the mitigations and, and what we had committed to to change the audit outcome as well as improve on, on, on the findings that we raised um, to make sure that there's no recurrence. And then the current um, uh, presentation that we, have, that we have is a linkage between the two. It also gives um, a progress report, including whether or not there's been any movement in the, 
in the in the in the mitigations that we had proposed when we came to to portfolio committee in in November 21 uh 2021 yes so um i think for for context as well the structure of the report is such that we've gone back to um the 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 actual audit report we've isolated those items that were reflected in the in the audit report focusing on the ones that led to the qualification, the ones that were emphasis of, of, of META, and, and that's what I'm going to take um, uh, the portfolio committee members uh, through, Chair. I think the, the first one, um, it's, 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 it's the finding that impacted the audit report in 2021, and it related to the limitation in two line items of our financial statements, which was on the expenditure and receivables. And the limitation related to um, the, the age's inability to, to verify the completeness of, of expenditure for these two line items. Uh, when we uh, presented in November, part of the mitigations that we had proposed at the time is that we're not going to have tra- similar transactions in the current year. And, and, and Chair, that was us trying to deal with the root cause so that we don't end up with a similar finding in, in, the, current, in the current year audit. I can confirm in terms of progress that we, we, we don't have, we've reviewed our population and we don't have similar um, transactions in the current year. In addition to that, to deal with the issue of limitation on, on completeness is that as soon as the finding was raised, we went through a process of doing detailed reconciliation, reconciliations of all third party payments so that we can then have a sense or a quantifiable value in terms of how much that, that expenditure uh, was. And then to deal with the asset side, which is sitting in our balance sheet, so the receivable, we did an external uh, confirmation with the third party involved to confirm um, the, the actual amounts of, of the receivable. Um, so in terms of, of, of the progress, I can confirm that um, the, the mitigations that we had put in place, we had have actioned them. And we've also then dealt with the root cause by ensuring that there's no recurrence in, in the current year. Linked to that limitation, there was um, an irregular expenditure that we had to disclose uh, due to there being no procurement process for for goods and services paid by by third parties. So the immediate action was, um, and it it was based on the recommendation from the AG to disclose confirmed irregular expenditure. That was done uh, before the issuance of the the audit report, but there were further steps to make sure that we remedy um, um, the, the, the non-compliance, which included um, the legal opinion that the chairperson of the board spoke to, as well as uh, uh, conducting internal consequence management. I think I'll just highlight that um, under um, uh, audit finding two, what is still in progress and planned to be completed by the end of the financial year is consequence management for officials that um, we, we implicated in the, in the investigation report. Um, Chair, included as well in the audit report um, was the outcomes of the audit of performance information, so our predetermined um, objectives. So this was not a qualification, but it was a material finding um, that was a matter of emphasis in in our audit report, and it related to the audit of our Program 3 reports, Leisure Tourism, where the AG was unable to find um, evidence on usefulness and reliability of performance information. The work that we did um, immediately um, when we got the the actual audit finding was that how do we then isolate the root cause, fix that so that there's no recurrence um, going forward. 
So we ensured that um, as part of the planning process for the current year financial um, uh, uh, audit, we take all our indicators and make sure that they are crafted on, on the basis of the SMART criteria. I can confirm that has been done. I can further confirm that in the during this quarter, so um, about a, when the, the AG started with the interim audit, we've shared our, uh, our, our APP document, including the performance information report, so that we can then have a warning, early warning signs should there be issues uh, with our performance information. I think that's particularly important because we've gone through a process of reviewing our audit strategy uh, document with the AG, which was, which was presented to our ACO um, in our last meeting. And they've confirmed that even in the current financial year, this specific program, so Program 3, will be audited or scoped in as part of, of the audit um, for the current financial year. Um, Chair, um, so in the in the audit report, there were two two issues. So there are issues that impact the the, the, the audit reports so or material issues, which I dealt with in the first slide. But there were matters of emphasis. So those would be audit findings that are sitting in the report to the accounting authority, but have been included in or referenced to in the in the audit report. So there were instances um, of of, of non-compliance in the or deficiencies noted in the procurement and 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 conduct management um, environment. Um, I think what's key there, uh, Chair, was that again isolating the root cause. We found that um, the, the basis for the finding was incorrect scoring, um, and it was due to uh, because it's an automated process. There was system configuration issues, but because um, the, 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 the review or, or the procurement is ongoing. We couldn't wait for the system issues to be dealt with. We needed an immediate um, resolve for, for the issues so that we prevent any audit findings going forward whilst the system issues are being dealt with by, the, by our ICT department. Um, so what we then did is that we added an additional layer of assurance within the SEM um, environment where the SEM, um, SEM compliance manager is now um, responsible for reviewing. And it's, a, it's an interim measure, but it's very necessary for reviewing all bid scoring uh, uh, manually until such time that the actual solve, which is our system, is, is, is up and running. I think um, just as a, as a compensating control, again, to make sure that we deal with these issues and we don't have issues going forward, is that on a quarterly basis, we have an independent um, internal audit um, uh, that takes place that focuses on the performance information environment as well as our SEM environment. And that is to track um, during the year if there are any material issues of concerns that should be raised. So to date, um, the internal audit function has completed uh, supply chain management quarterly audits for quarter one to, uh, to quarter three. The last quarter audit is due at the end of, of this quarter. And then just um, secondly, the other issues that was uh, included, included as another important matter was the issue of um, publication of awards, as well as having a complete um, register for, for investigation. I think the management action that we had, um, uh, the management action that we had committed to when we presented in November was to make sure that in instances where the systems are not available and we need to provide the information to the HE, 
we will file all live documents. We'll take a screenshot and literally make it as form part of, of our procurement file so that should anyone need to verify the information, it's easily available even in, 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 in a different format. So I can confirm that um, we've been uh, actioning or we've actioned um, that, that um, uh, commitment that we've made on the, the mitigation. I can further confirm that as part of the SEM um, uh, audits that I've referenced on a quarterly basis, this is then something that gets checked um, by an edit assurance provider, which is our um, internal audit function similar to the list of, 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 of investigations or assessment that needs to be maintained. Um, when the AG um, audited us in the previous financial year, they found that the register was sitting in different functions. So we had a function that uh, we had a register that was sitting with our SEM um, function and another one that was sitting with our internal audit function due to certain sensitivities um, around certain investigations. The decision we made is that then we, uh, then centralize uh, 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 the management and accountability for this register. And, and it, it now sits with head of internal audit. And it's because he's got a holistic view at any given time of all assessments and investigations that are going on in the organization. Here we had um, a number of Digitech um, findings, which were also included in our report as other important um, uh, other important uh, matters. I think that the key ones that I'm going to highlight, um, because um, the, the ones that we we presented during the annual report presentations, um, about 14 of them, we had 16 findings, about 14 of them have subsequently been closed. So I'm going to focus on the two that are still open so that I can give a sense of where we are in terms of actioning the, the recommendations. Um, so the first one um, related to a lack of audit logs uh, for program change as well as inadequate or insufficient segregation of duty in our ICT environment. Um, the, the action that we had committed to um, was that we, we would enhance um, the network security systems to ensure that there's better uh, monitoring of the, of the logs. And the, uh, we had committed to get this done by, by the end of the financial year. The current status is that we are in progress. And then in terms of the action that we've, we've taken is that we've contracted with the supplier that will be able then to help us deal with the root cause for the specific finding. And then the, the, the second finding uh, um, related to um, a, a Microsoft Windows operating system that is uh, unsupported. And it was linked to two legacy applications that we have run, that we have that are running on on our two servers with old versions of the operating um, system. Um, I can confirm, Chair, that um, this finding is ready for audit. So what we put when we track our findings, um, ready for audit is when the business unit or the, the responsible official has closed the finding. But before we can go to our audit committee and indeed confirm that um, the finding has been closed. There's an additional process where our internal audit functions validates that you've dealt with the root cause, you've dealt with um, the possibility of, of the finding recurring in future, and it's indeed closed. So the one that's sitting as ready for, for audit, we're waiting for that confirmation uh, from our internal audit just to confirm that the mitigations that we put in place actually address the risk that was identified um, by, the, by the AG. 
Chair, I'll move on um, to the slides that then gives a link between the annual report uh, presentation and, 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 and our progress to date. And the reason for that is because the, the other ICT um, findings that are contained in the report have been achieved and we, we give the detail, details on the slide. So um, just linking back to, to the previous report for the audit of predetermined objectives, um, uh, the mitigation that was sitting there in our commitment to, to portfolio committee was to ensure that in the planning process for the current year, we craft all indicators in terms of the SMART criteria. Progress to date, I can indeed confirm that AG has considered um, the action that we took um, in the current in the previous financial year to make sure there's no recurrence in the in the current year, and they did not raise any matters in this regard. I can also confirm that um, there's a combined assurance model that was developed and approved to assess any mitigations that are taken and implemented in this environment. And then uh, lastly, um, what I've said, which is also linked to the SEM environment, is that we have quarterly reviews to prepare us for year end so that should there be any issues, we are able to flag them and report on them in advance. Um, Chair, in the audit report, um, and it's under matter of emphasis, there was also a reference to the uh, those targets that we didn't meet in the previous financial year. Uh, and when we presented our annual report, we had put certain mitigations to deal with targets in the performance information um, area that were not uh, met. So the purpose of this slide is just to give a progress to date on, on, on those mitigations. Um, I think it's also important because um, most of the, these targets, even though the, 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 the slide relates to the previous financial year, actually sit in the current um, performance information report. So they will be audited again in, in the current financial year. So one of the targets that we didn't meet in the previous financial year include um, reference or was related to the implementation of valid internal and external audit um, recommendations. Um, I can confirm, um, Chair, that uh, for this specific um, finding, which, which is in fact tracked and monitored independently by by our internal um, audit, we've put uh, mitigations in place. I can also uh, confirm that um, this specific target, because of the um, of the nature of 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 the target, that it's it, it's executed in different business units depending on where those audit findings reside, is now being managed um, by. Uh, at the office of the CEO and um, the, the, the office of the CEO actually takes remedial actions against those executives when uh, recommendations are not being implemented um, on, on time or as committed to. We also then had a finding around maximum uh, vacancies as a percentage of headcounts to a target that was not met in the previous financial year. Um, and we had committed at the time to deal with the uh, 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 us not or the, the under underperformance by making sure that where there's a need, we will then submit specific motivations um, to, uh, to fill critical vacancies. I can confirm the progress to date that in, 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 in quarter three, there was a lifting of the moratorium. It then means that we are then able to work towards remedying the the, the underperformance in this area and making sure we don't have a recurrence in, in, in the current financial year audit. 
Um, Chair, um, again, in program two, there were two areas of underperformance that were noted in or referenced to in the audit report. Um, and they related to the automation of, of business processes, as well as the uh, B2B base portal that needed to be delivered by um, the end of July um, 2020. So on the automation um, of business processes, I can confirm that um, the progress is that we've automated um, just over 80% of, of our processes via the uh, BPM uh, uh, project. And the team is then working this quarter to make sure that um, whichever processes that were identified and has, has still not been automated, that that work gets done uh, by the end of the financial year so that we are then able to to take that target as, as achieved. And then um, on the on the B2B portal, um, the progress to date on 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 on, on that finding, um, Jay, is that the, the team that is responsible for the project has collaborated um, with the Transformation Council of, of South Africa in order to facilitate um, the identification of, of SMMEs to be put on, on the platform. And then there's work that is being done by the Digitech team to make sure that the target um, that was underperformed in the previous financial year actually gets um, remedied going forward. And then on program two, Chair, um, there was um, when they, the AG did an analysis of target versus actual performance, um, there was a limitation or, or an underperformance that was noted um, around the, the MIF. And I can confirm the progress to date that um, the, the, our insights and analytics team has been working on, on the MIF with the objective of making sure that we are then able to meet um, these targets uh, or remedy the underperformance that was reported by, by the end of the financial year. And Chair, I'll just again just touch on which I've already dealt with in, in, in my opening slides on the material issues that were um, uh, affecting the audit report and confirm progress to date. So on the issue of the limitation, um, the, I can confirm that the mitigation that we had committed to when we came uh, to Parliament in November that we've actioned that. Um, supplier reconciliations are in place. We don't have similar transactions in the current year, and there are quarterly audits of, of our financial information to make sure that should there be any deficiencies, those are picked up throughout the financial year and dealt with um, during the financial year as well. And then on the issue of the irregular expenditure, um, the, our immediate mitigation was to implement the AGSA's recommendations in the supply chain management function. Um, I can confirm that all instances of irregular expenditure have been um, investigated, and then most of them are at an advanced stage uh, in terms of the treatment in line with irregular expenditure framework. And what is currently outstanding is on the payments made by third parties is the consequence management uh, for those staff members that don't report to board and the, the progress to date there or the commitment is that that will be completed by the end of 31 March um, 2022. And it's, it's, it's within the, the, it's been delegated to the office of the CEO to make sure that we actually meet um, uh, that target. Chair, I'll pause here. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you very much, Chairperson, and thank you very much, Minister. That is a presentation from South African Tourism. Uh, thank you, Chair of the Board and CFO. Uh, Honorable Minister, do you have anything to add before we, we move to members of Parliament engaging with the presentation? DM? No, my understanding was that the DG will come in and do the, the second one in relation to the forensic uh, report on the EPWP projects that were, 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 were identified as uh, deficiencies in the 2018-2019 uh, financial year by the aging. DG, can we invite you to take over uh, and give us this presentation so that members of parliament can engage with all three presentations? Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson, and thanks to the Deputy Minister. Uh, Honorable Chairperson, as the DM uh, and the Minister did mention, this is in relation to the 2018-2019 uh, regularity audit uh, conducted by the AGSA. Um, members would recall that this particular audit was uh, a little bit delayed um, because of uh, the complexities of the 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 the, 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 the nature of the, the projects that were supposed to be audited and the, the, the AG even had to employ technical services uh, to come on board uh, so that they could they could provide uh, built environment type services uh, to quantify and, and authenticate and so on after we had also had to do the same. I will go straight to, uh, let's go to, let's, let's move on. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's, let's, let's start there. Um, the AG uh, found that uh, at that time, they found that uh, we did not have certified uh, engineer certificates that would have provided uh, for us to be able to say, this is uh, the basis upon which we are stating uh, the amounts that we're stating. We had to uh, then discuss this matter with the AG. This was uh, during the audit itself. We had to discuss with the AG to say, AG, uh, given that you've indicated to us you are not getting documents and so on, what we would want you to assist us with is to allow us, given that these, two, these projects that we're dealing with, they date back from 2005 all the way uh, up to 2014, and there's one project that also had a second phase in 2016. So all of these projects, given that we are dealing with projects that uh, in most instances uh, the people that have been handling these things are telling us that they don't have documentation and so on. Please allow us to go and get uh, services of built, prof built uh, environment professionals so that they can do quantification. And once they've done quantification of this and date that quantification to the original date uh, in terms of the value when that particular uh, project was, 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 was uh, uh, either suspended or 
uh, stopped and so on. And then you would be in a position to, we will be in a position to then put in this information in the financials. And when we've put it in the financials, you can then go and audit. Um, so so th- that issue of not having those certificates. So somebody says the work is completed. Uh, this thing is, uh, is good to go, it's ready and so on. But the engineers have actually not said that themselves. Uh, so there was no reliability in terms of uh, uh, what would be deemed to be work in progress, which basically means the projects that were still in our hands at the time of that particular audit, uh, which is which is which and and the, which is why they had to use their own uh, people to go and check the work done by the quantity surveyors that we had on board, and then that is that is where the disparities then came up. Let's come to the next one. Petra, slide six, yes. Uh, there was poor quality of work delivered by the implementers. Um, there were payments that were made to implementers for work that was not done. Uh, there was identification of scope, uh, the issue of identification of scope and the, the issue of uh, uh, sourcing and so on. Uh, these were not necessarily done in an effective manner. Uh, and, and in some instances, it would be uh, things that are actually costing a lot more than what they should. Uh, and and in some instances they were not necessarily dealing with testing the market correctly and so on. Uh, let's move on. And then there were delays in the implementation and then the issues about the project budget coming to uh, complete uh, depletion before projects in some instances could even be halfway uh, of completion. Uh, and there were scope variations that uh, were not even pre-approved. Uh, they were not even evaluated. Uh, they were, in some instances, not even authorized by uh, the, 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 the requisite people that are supposed to be doing that. Um, so what we then did, um, once we got those uh, built professional capacity in place, they then quantified and they said, this is what they see. Uh, AG then brought its own capacity of built professionals and they went on site together with ours and they then showed ours as to where they do not necessarily agree and then the final outcome was that there was actually uh, some some disp- some serious disparities between the, the 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 figures that were stated and the other figures that 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 they, they actually identified, and that resulted in the 104. Let's go to the next slide. It resulted in a in an irregular expenditure, and that particular irregular expenditure uh, to the tune of about 104 million rands um, is a cumulative figure, irregular, fruitless, and wasteful. It's a, the cumulative figure dating back from the 2005 all the way. Now, that particular figure, uh, irregular expenditure figure, um, the, 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 the requirement is that uh, fruitless, irregular, uh, wasteful, and all that should be investigated. And given the complexity of this matter, um, the forensic investigation was actually uh, commissioned, and uh, that forensic investigation uh, was done by uh, the company stated there, and we should then move to uh, the actual findings. 
This, uh, this is just to indicate the projects themselves and the provinces within which those projects are and the dates each of those different projects actually started. Now, in terms of the, the, the findings, the initial findings were the ages findings. The second set of findings is the findings that goes into who did what. And this is the findings that relate to the, 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 the forensic. So in this instance, they found that the department failed to ensure that the business plans were approved before the final payment of phase one was made to the implementer. So this is phase one usually is the, the, the planning phase. And once that planning phase has been concluded, uh, business plan would also be part of that and it would be signed off to say these are the things that would actually be done in this particular manner and so on. But that payment was actually made before, those payments were made before uh, that, that was actually signed off. Uh, there was no addendum in place uh, with the differences between the MOUs that were signed and the business plans. So what would have been the original intended scope and what then uh, comes out to become the scope, uh, which then uh, also included uh, the 1% of uh, audit fees. And this would have been uh, in contradiction with uh, the, the section uh, 40, uh, subsection 1A of the PFME. But the emphasis here is that they had to, these two, two instruments must actually talk to each other and the due process must be followed in terms of such amendments if they are to be entertained. And then there was lack of effectiveness and efficiency in the management of the project in terms of the contracts and so on. Um, and also uh, the issues around, uh, you know, the quantities and all of that. And this is uh, to a large degree uh, also part of uh, the, the losses uh, Scope creep was one of the biggest problems that they actually identified. Signing off on the last payment prior to approval of the business plan. Now, this is when the project has actually concluded, but the business plan itself was not even signed. Failure to manage the directorate. This is uh, the specific area that deals with the actual implementation of this uh, and, and ensuring that the projects are implemented and concluded in line with the business plan and the MOU. So in, in, in a large part of the findings they got was that the MOUs and the business plans were not necessarily adhered to. And, and, and changes were happening, but those changes were also not necessarily effective accordingly. Failure to conduct site visits and monitoring progress to allocated projects uh, against the payments being processed. So invoice comes, then there should be a site visit that confirms that this is indeed what it is uh, as claimed and so on. Even if it's a layman without technical capacity, at least if they're saying this thing is at a roof and you actually go there and you see the roof uh, and so on. So failure to conduct such monitoring and so on was also a problem. And the percentage completion of projects against budget um, that has been transferred to these uh, implementing entities. Uh, so the, the, the progress of the normal work, the work that was supposed to be done lagged behind throughout and at the same time, this thing was actually, um, the, 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 the payments were actually continued. And in some instances, you would find money is going to one specific area of the project, 
instead of actually going to other areas as well. And then ultimately, it is said it is used to to deal with this area. Uh, and there were no changes that were actually done in terms of the MOU in that regard. And failure to ensure that projects are implemented and concluded in line with the approved business plan and MOU. Let's move. Uh, the the biggest issue is here where the documentation for this project that is required to corroborate the expenditure is not found now it, it, just by way of example in discussions with the AG, i asked them to say are we in a position to if we are in a position to show you uh, that uh, we did buy from the lowest bidder, regardless of how much that lowest bidder charged. Would you recognize that particular expenditure uh, and, and, and then accept that they were doing these things during a time when modified cash uh, accounting system had not yet uh, taken effect? And the AG says, they, 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 our, our AG people, they said, yes, we will accept that. But the documents, just could not come through. Um, they just could not come through. So uh, hence, they are making this huge emphasis about that. And, and I think the biggest issue was actually within this, this particular area. Um, and, and the failure further to make available such documentation to, 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 to these investigators, uh, the SNG investigators, as I've already mentioned, the, the, that is the fruitless and wasteful that was actually uh, highlighted. Let's move on. Next slide, Skato. So they then recommended that uh, corrective action must be taken against relevant officials and uh, implementers uh, for failure to implement the project uh, as per the approved business plan and MOU. Go to the next. What we have actually done, um, we have uh, given uh, the state attorney all these files uh, for them to pursue the whole process of uh, uh, recovery. We do understand it's not going to be an easy process. Um, most of these projects actually took place a while back. Uh, the status of those companies, uh, we don't know at the moment, but the, the processes had commenced uh, with the state attorney. And unfortunately, uh, once those processes had already commenced, we then found ourselves in a situation where the person who was handling these matters within the office of the state attorney uh, left the state attorney's office and they had to reallocate another person and, and that process has recommenced. Uh, uh, at this stage, they are actually working now with the provincial arms of uh, the state admin's office due to the issues of uh, uh, the jurisdiction on the matters because these companies are at particular localities. Um, let's move. Um, then the, there was, there was a, my predecessor had conducted a forensic which did not necessarily look at the internal aspect, uh, but had looked largely at the implementers. And on the basis of that, there were cases, I mean, there were, there were cases as well as uh, civil litigation that had been started. This process, this is a separate process. This process um, thus far 
uh, had already gotten to a point where um, they, there were some some arguments about whether uh, these matters could have prescribed or not and so on. And what has been confirmed is that um, these matters have not prescribed uh, because um, at the time of the knowledge of uh, that particular debt by those who are owed within the department, uh, since that particular period, we have not, uh, it has not been 15 years. So as such, it cannot then be deemed to be a, a prescribed matter. And as such, they have now uh, proceeded with uh, issuance of uh, papers to uh, the to the to the to the various companies, uh, both uh, uh, in in Fontaine as well as uh, well in in Free State as well as in uh, in in the Eastern Cape, uh, uh, with the companies that that were identified with this particular one. Uh, I've I've sort of covered three slides there, Petra. Right. Um, the the you can move on. Right. The second area uh, is, it, yeah, that's fine. That's slide. Thank you. The second area is ensuring that uh, the, there is consequence management for those that have been identified. Um, in total, the people that have been identified are seven, um, which is the, the the DDG that was uh, responsible for the program, who has retired, uh, the, D, the the chief director was responsible for the program, three directors in the program, as well as uh, uh, Petra. Go go back to that slide. As well as two deputy directors, um, we instituted uh, charges uh, against. Uh, the chief director and another uh, no, there were, another assist, the other one is assistant director, um, which which would make it uh, a total of eight. We instituted um, some 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 proceedings against uh, some some charges uh, and and proceedings against the the the. the the chief director as well as this assistant director. What happened uh, during the the process of charge? Um, but on the on the on the day of the year, um, the person who was presiding over the matter, um, who is also an officer of the court, um, inquired as to why from the employer he should be. Uh, entertaining matters that uh, pertain to projects that started in 2005 and so on, and 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 and, and why should this matter now and so, on. and the, the employer uh, did uh, uh, inform uh, the, the 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 chairperson then that uh, these were matters identified by an audit of 2018-19, audit of which was only concluded by the AG towards the end of 2019 itself. It was not even the usual September where there would be a report. It was slightly after that. Um, and immediately after which, uh, the, the, the department instituted 
a forensic investigation of that irregular, fruitless, and wasteful, which was then concluded uh, around 2020 May. And the processes then commenced immediately after that. Uh, so so that, 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 that was the submission. Uh, but we, notwithstanding that submission, the outcome immediately there was that, no, I'm dismissing this case. Um, and, and I'm dismissing it because I cannot be listening to things that happened so many years ago. The subsequent day, it was then the hearing, day or two, it was then a hearing of uh, the assistant director. And the same thing, but this time around, this, this, uh, this, uh, this chairperson used uh, his own outcome in the previous day, essentially, to make that, uh, what do we call, to make that, uh, 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 to, to, make, to make that almost a precedent uh, that you then draw from. Um, and that was also then, 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 then uh, dismissed. We then took that on review, and the matter is currently at the Labour Court, as we feel there is a case to be answered. And we do believe that he has had, um, because uh, there, there was, there was, these were fresh matters coming from uh, an audit uh, quite immediately. Um, and uh, the other, the other, uh, the three directors, as well as the, the two deputy directors, those processes are currently underway. Uh, hearings and all those types of things are underway. And of course, we will report on the matters once they have been concluded duly. Um, I avoided to go into specifics about each individual uh, and and uh, what they did, what they and all those kinds of things. This covers broadly what transgressions from a departmental point of view were covered by the reports. I will stop at that and thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. But to you, thank you very much for giving us the time. Yes, Minister, I can continue. Person, I was handing it back to you to saying thank you very much. We we are aware of the amount of time we have taken from you. We now hand over to you. Uh, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, Minister, and uh, together with your team, for this uh, comprehensive uh, report back to the Portfolio Committee in terms of uh, processes uh, that are undertaken to remedy and correct uh, administrative errors that uh, resulted in the department and the entity not being audited uh, favorably uh, by the Auditor General. Uh, we want to welcome uh, corrective measures because this is what we are uh, tasked all of us to do, us as the uh, arm that is dealing with oversight so that we ensure that uh, state resources, uh, limited resources that are directed to the tourism uh, space, its products, and appropriately, uh, so that uh, at the end of the day, tourism does flourish with the limited resources that we, we, we have, we can be able to 
a sliced a cake or, or be able to benefit a number of uh, people who are directly involved uh, in the tourism space. Uh, honorable members, I will then hand over to yourselves uh, with an indication uh, for you to be able to engage with the presentation in the report as uh, presented to the portfolio committee by the department um, reporting back as they had promised to uh, revert back to the portfolio committee with answers, with concrete answers as they were going to uh, get to the root causes of all this uh, maladministration, malfeasance, and all the red flags that were uh, picked up by the portfolio committee in their endeavor to uh, do their oversight. Uh, honorable members, I will then uh, afford the opportunity to Honorable Sitole, Honorable Ketamavala, you will be first in line, followed by Honorable Gomba in that sequence. If you have anything to engage with the uh, department, Honorable thank, you, thank you, Honorable Chairperson. And thank you to, to the Minister and the Deputy Minister, the DG and the officials from uh, SEA and other officials for, for, from the department for the, for, for the comprehensive report that you received today. Thank you very much for what you have done. It means that what we have raised on last year actually is bearing fruit now. But my my concern, Chairperson and, uh, and the Minister and the Department, is most of the, of the reports, they have uh, work in progress. Those work in progress doesn't have any time frame. If they can give us the time frame for all that work in progress so that we can understand and we can monitor and evaluate what, what, what they told us today. I can be very uh, happy if that one can happen, Chairperson. And the other one, Chairperson, I'm worried about that uh, three DG and two deputy DG. Because if you check the report, it seems that there are, there are cases where withdrawn, where provisionally withdrawn. I, I didn't find that in 2020. I didn't find that what was the reason to, for the, the withdrawal of that uh, of, of that uh, of that cases and why they have been restated now in in 2021 and do the department have a, a strong case against them or they are just doing it now without having a strong case against them because it is really actually disturbing if if if, if somebody go to court and war and won the case against the department. If that one can be clarified, and the other one, Chairperson, I'm trying to check the the duty of our auditor general, of our internal auditor, because it seems that they are, our internal auditor are not doing their work properly. Because we, we cannot always depend on auditor general, whereas we do have internal auditing. So what are they doing if they don't discover all the what have been discovered by 
by Auditor General. And the last one, Chairperson, is that one of the of the of the management. Do they have any mechanism now or system in place that will monitor all the, 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 the all, all, all our recommendations, all all the Auditor General's five findings from now onwards? If they do have, I can be very happy if you can get that information. If they don't have, they can give us the reason why they don't have it. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. Um, and let's thank uh, the Chair for the opportunity and um, compliment everyone for this new year and to wish all the best to everyone for this uh, current year, which is 2022. Honorable Chair, um, I have a question here. I have had a very uh, good recommendations that the department came up with in order to resolve issues that were raised by the AG. But I didn't hear more about the risk management committee because um, I think it's a very important um, uh, department that needs to be, uh, that we need to ensure that it is functional and doing its work because it will be able to, 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 to see um, issues that may be risky to um, the management itself and also the decisions that may actually compromise um, the department if we don't, um, if, if we really have the risk management, we'll be able to see those things as early as possible. Um, Honorable Chair, I think also uh, it is important that we, we note that um, we, we, we found the, the AG report so there are some material irregularities in the office. Therefore, there were some uh, record-keeping challenges that the AG office had to, to see there. They could not actually get a proper record-keeping system, which I didn't hear uh, the, 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 the presentation alluding to that. It is very important for us to know how you are going to actually address the issue of uh, internal controls, uh, like uh, record keeping, so that it is easy for for the department to be audited by the AG office. The other issue, which was uh, very very um, worrying in the previous uh, presentation that was said by the AG here was that the department relied on the third party information because they did not have their own system, uh, which was there. I think it was uh, around the, the Tomsal issue. So um, um, I'm not sure if the, the department uh, has, has come up with a, a way of dealing with the third party, uh, with, of doing away with the third party information in order for them to provide correct information to the AG. Uh, they should have their own internal controls and their systems that will assist them to come out and give proof or evidence to 
the the the, the auditor general than relying to to Tomsa. Um, I, I think the department that is uh, uh, relating to that those issues will respond appropriately coming to that and on how they are going to resolve this because I don't think it is very very impo- uh, good uh, that the department rely on the third party for information and even uh, um, eventually fail to account for 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 those public pests that they have been using um, and also uh, honorable chair. It is very, very important to, 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 to know that we have seen the report here, ahead, the report of 2018-2019, which is the, um, the, the, the irregularities which were uh, found by the AG. We're saying uh, the first question that I want to know is that who referred the... The, 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 the matter to, to the state um, advocate and or who recommended that uh, that matter should go there uh, because I, I, I think there must be internal uh, processes that are, must be dealt with by the portfolio committee first before they go to the state advocate. So hence I want to understand the recommendation that was done by that, um, who, was, who did that recommendation of referring the matter to the state advocate. Was it this, the portfolio committee uh, who recommended that, or is only officials who recommended to send that same report to the state advocate? Was there any consensus on, or any resolution from the portfolio committee? And, uh, and also, do you have, a, 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 to the DG also, do you have any document that is actually uh, uh, stipulating the fact that the the, the matter was um, dismissed um, instead of um, being, uh, you know, more investigation being conducted, but the matter is decided to be dismissed by 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 the by the person who was supposed to proceed on to 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 preside on because they say the matter is an old matter. Do you have any document that refers to that? And if there is, can we have the, uh, uh, really um, the, the, the document so that we can be able to, to see what was that uh, referring to and why was it dismissed and why was the matter referred to as an old matter when the matter is about the public purse? So that's what we want to know. Was the matter referred to as an old matter? when the matter is not even resolved by the committee or when the monies are not even discovered, but the matter is referred as an old matter. We want to have that document, uh, DG, who just presented to us now to say that the matter was, um, was, was, was um, striking off, or should I say cancelled. Yes, two documents that we want to see, uh, Honourable Chair. If I can summarize it in short again to say, do we have any letter that is referring to the matter that the matter was um, was um, was was cancelled or it was referred to as a matter that is uh, an old matter from the previous financial years, so that we can be able to be in the good uh, in the f- same level of understanding? I mean, we started only in 2019. 
So we are not very much sure about those documents. And the other one is that um, who recommended the matter that it should be going to the state advocate when the committee is there? Is that the resolution of the committee? If that is the resolution of the committee, can we also get that uh, through the handset and, and verify that matter? Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair. Thank you, Gomba. Uh, can we then invite uh, the Honorable Defreitas if he is still in the platform, but we had received a, an apology that he will be leaving by 11 o'clock. Uh, just perhaps indicate to us, uh, Mr. Boltina, if uh, Mr. Honorable Defreitas invite him to put his uh, questions or comments. Uh, he will be followed by uh, Honorable Moteka, who will be followed by Honorable Winkler in that sequence. If Honorable Tifreitas is not on the platform, can I invite Honorable Moteka, who will be followed by the Honorable Winkler? Honorable Moteka? Uh, Honourable Winkler, over to you. Thank you, Acting Chairperson, and, and thank you for the uh, uh, findings of Auditor General and the response to those. Um, I just have a few questions. Um, what is the nature of the consequent management that's going to take place um, with regard to employees who have been found to have committed some inappropriate actions within the department? Um, and then the other question I have is, with regards to the oversight role that the department plays, um, what is that specifically with regard to when funds are transferred to the South African Tourism Board or the entity for disbursement to various beneficiaries? Because uh, we did have a, a problem there about the third party payments uh, that was flagged by the AG. Um, with regard to the double payments for the Tourism Guide Relief Fund, um, um, ghost employees, staff members um, from local government, et cetera, how long will these investigations take to verify um, and until we know what the exact extent of the wrongdoing is? Um, and how are we going to ensure that there is a central database of all the tour guides in the country so that the sort of double dipping and ghost employees, et cetera, doesn't reoccur in the future. And um, how far are we actually now in implementing the recovery process of the funds that were disbursed to incorrect individuals? Um, and then I just have one more question. Um, as the two previous um, speakers have asked, is what exactly are we going to do to strengthen these internal controls so that it doesn't land up in a situation where the AG, you know, has um, all these contrary findings um, so that we prevent this sort of issue from reoccurrence in the future? Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Winkler. I will now invite... Um, Honorable April, followed by Honorable Gumbi, and then Honorable Mpushe. 
in that order. Honorable April. If Honorable April is not on the platform, Honorable Gumbi. Thank you very much, um, Chairperson, and thanks very much for the uh, uh, presenters. Um, yeah, Chair, I think that there's, there's, there's something which is cross-cutting between uh, this department and other departments where, where, where a lot happens and then uh, uh, the reports come back talking about strengthening internal controls and it becomes something that, you know, people get around those internal controls and then you come back again and we have to strengthen them in one way or another. So, but I think that that's a conversation we probably have to have um, after, after we have finalization on all of the outstanding matters uh, in terms of the various responses. So uh, my questions are covered, but obviously I just want to emphasize on the matter of timeframes. So what in essence is the timeframe for those outs all the outstanding matters um, for every line item from, from the minister and department, as well as for the portfolio committee in the same way that we had this uh, meeting lined up as to say that, you know, we need responses to all those questions. I think that on all the outstanding matters, we need to have a specific date dedicated to, to, to getting all of that, but that's on the side of us as a portfolio committee. Uh, but yeah, so I think that it's just to get the timeframes from the minister and departments. Thank you, Chair. Honorable Kusha, I now invite you. Thanks, uh, Honorable Chair. Uh, greetings, uh, Honorable Minister, Deputy Minister, the Honorable Members, and the entire leadership of the department and the staff of the committee. Uh, I, I don't have any further questions as, as those that have been raised, except to appreciate and welcome the presentation on the responses uh, of that which we have raised uh, in our last uh, the portfolio committee meeting, Chair. Uh, I, I really appreciate the prompt response, and I, I so uh, appreciate the understanding of the Honorable Minister in that uh, all that we are, uh, the process seeks to ensure that uh, the department uh, progress to clean audit. Um, also the fact that they are, there are measures in place to ensure that they, there's consequence management for the wrongdoers, Chepesin. Uh, uh, the corrective measures that are in place, I, I am, I, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful, Chepesin and that there are plans in place to improve the audit outcomes. Uh, thanks, Chairperson. Uh, thank you, Honorable Mpushe. I now invite Honorable Mieni, who will be followed by Honorable Tseko. Honorable Mieni, if Honorable Mieni is not on the platform, can I invite the Honorable Tseko? Honorable Tako. Uh, okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, the, these honorables are not on the platform. Uh, honorable members, can I also, um, I also have two issues to be raised. Uh, DG, thank you very much for the correction. It was an error from my side to say the department has received an 
a qualified audit opinion. The department has not received a qualified opinion. It is unqualified. It only has matters of emphasis. It is only the entity that has received a qualified uh, audit opinion for the financial year in question. Uh, thank you very much for the correction. Uh, uh, can I get an understanding? I have, that is to the CFO of SAT. I've had uh, the, the madam say they have put independent internal audit. Perhaps it's my understanding, uh, or maybe I need to be schooled correctly. If you are saying independent internal audit, how independent is an internal audit? Is an independent audit not supposed to be coming from externally? So uh, if I'm incorrect, can you just take us through to say how independent are systems of internal audit within the, uh, the, the environment of, a, of an organization. And then secondly, uh, Honorable Minister, with regards to the anti-corruption uh, PSC com uh, complaint that has been lodged, can we as the committee be kept abreast quarterly uh, if that's uh, permissible. We do not want every time you come to the committee that will be probing you on the progress of this investigation uh, 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 around the cookout uh, event that happened uh, in Tembisa. But can we then perhaps on a quarterly basis uh, be given a progress to say, in terms of the investigation, this is what is happening and this is where the investigation is at uh, currently, uh, because it will then also allow us to be able to engage uh, thoroughly with uh, such complaints, and we will be able to uh, execute our oversight uh, responsibilities as this portfolio committee uh, of tourism. Uh, honorable members, these were your comments and your questions. I will now invite the department uh, led by the minister to uh, start engaging uh, on responses to the comments and to the questions. Over to you, uh, Madam Minister. Uh, DM. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Chairperson. Uh, and we've taken copious notes on the questions that you've asked, and uh, I will assign some of them to the DG and some of them to the Deputy Minister, and those that have to do with the uh, SAT will be attended to by the Acting Chairperson. Um, I just wanted to start off with the um, question that was asked by Gumbi. Uh, not not Gumbi, the the chair of the SAT, but the member of parliament, Gumbi, uh, who says, um, we keep saying that uh, we are dealing with these problems and, uh, uh, you know, assure that uh, we, will, uh, we will look into that and 
and and make sure that there's proper consequence management and all of these things. Um, I wanted to say to him that, well, in the nature of anything that lives or moves, there will be constant oversight and there will be constant attempt to get better. I don't think that we'll ever get to a time in, in the life of any any living organism, whether it is government or where we will have a perfect state. Uh, so whenever we come across something that we find uh, should not have happened, we then go back and look at it and make sure that we amend the regulations, tighten the regulations. This is a continuous ongoing process with most uh, matters in government. Uh, and uh, we would like uh, Parliament to understand that uh, when we say we're going to make sure that we, we deal with it, we actually mean it. And if they take note of it and uh, come back to us later and check up on how far we are with that, they will find that we've gone very far indeed. We had a very comprehensive uh, discussion ourselves yesterday, and it was a very instructive uh, discussion because some of the things that we are attending to now were not necessarily uh, raised by the Auditor General now, but we took a view that these are constant questions that are asked by Parliament, and therefore we must attend to them. So in our response, we tried to be as comprehensive as possible and deal with all of those matters that in the past had been raised by yourselves, and we will do so continuously. Where we say we are looking into the matter and we will ensure that it doesn't happen again, we will come back to that and indicate what steps have been taken and what well, you will find that in that particular instance, there will not be a recurrence of that problem. Um, we, we also discovered yesterday when we were dealing with this in preparation for this meeting with yourselves, that on the matter of the uh, funds that were given to tourist guides, I think the DG explained the process that, has, that we've undertaken, but we also had an internal introspection and found that actually the law requires of us to have continuous oversight over, the re over resources that are allocated to us through the Division of Revenue uh, Act. The Deputy Minister read out a section that confirmed that in our legislation, which we had completely overlooked until, until yesterday. Uh, therefore, we have a responsibility continuously to investigate all the resources that come through us wherever they go. Finally, they come out of cabinet, out of parliament in our name, and we should have continuous oversight over that. We have worked out a way, uh, which we will discuss with you at another time, of making sure that we have complete control of monies that go into the local government sphere or into, um, the, uh, into the second layer of government. Because we have in the past said, look, this is not within our sphere. It goes into local government and local government uh, employs uh, tour guides and etc. But in terms of the legislation that was read to us by the Deputy Minister, we actually have final responsibility of making sure that that is uh, put in place under the, the, the supervision of the department. So we're going to come back to you to amend our legislation or our regulations around the tour guides and how they are paid and et cetera. 
Um, and when we do that, we are hoping that you will be satisfied that we will not have a recurrence of what has happened uh, that has been flagged by the Auditor General over the matter that that we have defined as uh, lying outside of our responsibility. Very little here that we are accounting for lies outside of our responsibility. And therefore, if we have used that term in the past, we want to withdraw. We are accountable for everything that comes to us. We should put in place those measures that make it possible for the people that are the end users of our resources to be to account to us as fully as possible so that we are able to account to you. There was a question about what is the nature of consequence management. We use the term consequence management, consequence management. The nature of consequence management means that we uh, in, do an, invest, an internal investigation and we make sure that uh, whoever has, uh, has been found uh, uh, guilty or in the wrong of uh, any of the matters that you have uh, uh, raised with us, that the necessary consequences are uh, taken on by that particular person. I do know that it sounds very wishy-washy, but that is a terminology that is used uh, by, uh, by uh, our officials and government. I think in future we will be very specific what it is that we mean by consequence management. It, it actually depends on the outcome of the particular investigation that we are going to undertake. Uh, but if it is um, an uncomfortable cover-all uh, kind of phrase, we will find another phrase. Um, and insofar as the recovery process of the funds, I think the DG will be able to answer that. We must find a way in which we can recover uh, these dispersed uh, uh, resources to people who have long passed away. Uh, and we think that we, are, we will be able to amend the legislation, as I've indicated, and we hope you'll accept it at the soonest possible time so that we don't have a recurrence of the situation, uh, which has been greatly embarrassing to us. Um, how, how many times uh, shall we assure um, that, uh, I think, that, 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 you know, that things will be better. We will keep a, a template of what it is that we promise. And if we promise that we're going to do better, then we're going to make sure that we, at, by the time we come to you, we attend to that which we have done uh, until uh, we are in a situation where most of these uh, glitches that have been reported do not recur. The PSC report um, PSC sent us a letter that we sent you and we thought we would read it out to you so that you know that uh, it has been taken over by another arm of uh, the state. Uh, we will indicate to them that Parliament would like to have a quarterly report and uh, we hope that they will oblige us with that. But otherwise, they are responsible for the investigation and uh, they were merely informing us to, uh, in writing that they are dealing with the matter. We will follow up and ask them to provide us with quarterly reports. And if they find that it is within our right to do that, they will most obviously um, agree with us and uh, comply. And we will provide that to the portfolio committee. Uh, most of the other questions um, 
I think will be answered by the um, DG and uh, the acting chair of uh, the South African Tourism Board and the deputy minister as well. He has been very quiet and um, which I find very uh, regrettable because he's a very uh, knowledgeable uh, uh, man in the in the in most of the issues that we are dealing with, and I hope that he will raise his hand and uh, contribute to the discussion. It's been a very rich discussion, uh, and uh, it it we we need to have it as rich as possible, so that as we go forward, you know that what we assure you of and what we report to you is indeed what we're going to do, is indeed what has happened. And we can build a certain level of trust between ourselves uh, that we will provide you with as much support and with as much information as possible. Uh, we ourselves were not aware of some of the issues that were raised in the Auditor General's report. And we had a lengthy discussion with the Auditor General, and uh, they were very emphatic about some of the language that they were using. We have asked them to give us a recording of the discussion with themselves, and that has not been forthcoming. But their language to us, when they spoke to us, was very firm. Uh, in some cases, uh, a bit damning. Uh, we will make sure that we, we work with them as closely as possible so that we can eliminate some of these issues before they are reported to Parliament. So that by the time they are reported to Parliament, we would indicate this is what has been reported, and this is what we have done. I'll now hand over to the Deputy Minister if he has anything to add, and then hand over to the Chair of the uh, Tourism Board, and the DG will close the discussion uh, in answering most of the questions that have been put forward. Thank you, Commissioner. Sorry, thank you, Chairperson. Uh, DM? No, no, that's it. Thank you, Chair. Um, uh, uh, let, let me, let me, let me allow the first the DG and the and the SAT uh, to deal with the detailed issues. But maybe before that happens, Chair, maybe it's better to just just draw attention to to the committee on the presentations themselves, especially the, the two presentations. You, you have a column, I'm dealing with the time frame issues that the members have raised. You have got a, col a, a column in the presentation that indicates responsible officials and time frame. Unless members are saying this time frame that are reflected here, they, they are not uh, comfortable about them, uh, then that, that will be another debate. But there is time frames that are reflected uh, on, the, on the presentation. And, and secondly, that we... Out of the 117 uh, uh, audit outcomes that the Auditor General has, 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 has made, we, we have indicated from the beginning that we have achieved 70%, I mean 60% of them, 
which represent 70 out of the 116. And 29% it's partial achieved and in process. And then 30% of them is not yet due. And we do indicate in the time frames when will when since they are not yet due, when are they due and when do we intend to to attend to them once they, they are due? And then on the on the partial achievement in progress, we do reflect the timelines or the time frame when will this that is in process were intending to make sure that they are completed. As I'm saying, there might be, if members might not be comfortable about the timeline, it's a matter that maybe we need to to look into it and see how do we do, do we deal with that. But there is time time frames that has been put in place in the presentation. So we will really appeal that members must therefore look into that time frame and then use these time frames to make us account uh, in terms of uh, uh, how are we, f- are we finalizing these matters that are still outstanding. Uh, that is the, the 40% that is still outstanding. So, so, so that, that's, that's my comment, Chair, but uh, I might come in maybe after the, 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 the two has responded if there are things that uh, might be missing in the process, we, we might then come in and conclude at the end. Thanks. Thank you, Madam, Chair, Madam Chairperson of the board. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Uh, but very quickly, I think in line with what the Deputy Minister has said, from the SAT, we have indicated the timeframes. So for consequence management, it will be the end of March. Uh, the legal process is out of our hands, uh, as you would know, Chairperson, that uh, that one, we don't know how long it will take it in the hands of the courts. On the question of raised by Honorable Gomba on the Thompson Levy issue, um, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a policy issue. It's a policy issue. The Tomsa levy is a voluntary levy that is collected by third parties on, and, and transmitted to SAT. Uh, it's voluntary. So some hotels participate and, and others don't. Some attractions participate, others don't. So you really largely, it, it is designed in such a way that you largely depend on your partners to let you know how much was collected and paid over. We work very closely with them, uh, but uh, it's a matter that, uh, as you know, we appear before you. I was part of a different group looking at the tourism policy when we appeared before you, and it's one of the issues that we discussed about whether it remains a voluntary levy or not. And, and if it's not, then I think uh, the minister and deputy minister and the department will have a better control over it. The final one, Chairperson, on 
on internal audit. Like in any organization, the function of internal audit is independent within the organization, and they report directly to the board, not to management. And in SAT, it's no different. And uh, in fact, internal audit helped us a lot with, uh, with identifying the causes that led us to appoint uh, a forensic audit because they, the internal audit function doesn't report to management. They report independently to the board, directly to the board. Thank you very much, Jay. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Um, largely covered uh, by the Minister and the Deputy Minister. Um, few, very few uh, specific issues. One is the, the, the withdrawal of the charges. Why did we withdraw the charges? Um, we, after the two cases that I mentioned, um, we, 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 we then realized we needed to withdraw the charges and obtain an opinion on whether uh, what this chairperson of the disciplinary hearing uh, decided uh, was, was, was something that, that was legit or uh, was not. Uh, and, and only after that, then we were in a position to then go back and, and reinstate. Uh, the charges. The second uh, area that is uh, somewhat related to that is uh, what did we have? So after after any any proceeding uh, of of a disciplinary nature, there there is a record of decision that uh, that is then issued by the person who would have checked that hearing. So that is that is uh, the document that was issued, and that that record of decision is what we 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 then used as the basis to challenge that uh, and, 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 and took the matter on review. The, the issue uh, of uh, state attorney and, and uh, their role uh, in these processes, uh, the PFMA requires of the accounting officer, stroke DG, uh, to make sure that uh, if there are matters of uh, irregular, fruitless, and wasteful expenditure, such matters must be firstly investigated. Um, secondly, such matters uh, where there is wrongdoing that has been identified, action must be taken. And those types of actions include ensuring that there is a recovery of such uh, money um, uh, is instituted, uh, the cases are reported to uh, the police, uh, as well as ensuring that disciplinary processes uh, are undertaken. In the event that uh, an accounting officer doesn't do that, um, the Public Audit Act, uh, the latest amendments of that uh, were, were to deal with that specific aspect where you then have to issue, they would then issue, the AG would then issue a letter of debt in personal capacity to such an accounting officer in that regard. Where the where the the honourable members come in is when uh, such matters have been dealt with, and then we bring them uh, to. So, firstly, is when the matters 
I actually reported in the annual report for accountability. And secondly, is when uh, the, the, the matters have been dealt with and we have reported the matters to the executive authority. And when the minister has then brought these matters here uh, to say this is what we have actually dealt with and so on, those questions then can uh, be, be discussed and so on. But at the moment, most of these matters are actually in their, their respective processes. Uh, and and uh, some of them uh, involve uh, uh, processes that are actually currently underway uh, where uh, what we say could be material in that regard. So hence we don't necessarily go into the details of the substance of uh, the matters. The risk uh, management committee, we do have a, a, a functional risk management committee which is independently chaired uh, by, by an external person. Uh, I do have my meetings uh, from time to time with that particular uh, chairperson on matters that are identified on their side. And such matters then find their way into our plans uh, in terms of uh, the work that is done by the internal audit, uh, but also if it's matters of aspects that management must strengthen, they also uh, integrate those in terms of the, their own actions. Um, and all these matters ultimately also then go to the internal audit, I mean, to the audit committee uh, that looks at uh, whether we are actually dealing with these things or not. And even the reports of... Uh, the, the, the risk management uh, committee, uh, they do serve also at the, 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 the audit committee where they look at synchronization so that uh, there's totality of all the different areas where the risks are being identified that, that they, they are getting some form of oversight as well uh, from, from, from that, that particular, that particular uh, mechanism as well. Um, the reliance on 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 third party systems. Uh, there is two parts to this. One is when we are dealing with uh, when we are dealing with uh, uh, aspects that would require. I'll I'll give an example. Uh, we we when we were dealing with uh, uh, issues of uh, the, the relief funds. Uh, I made contact with, uh, with, with SARS and I said to them, uh, is it possible at all that you would be able to assist us with identification of whether uh, these people that are here are taxpayers or not? And this was in the initial phases. And they were quite emphatic that they, they will not do it. And they said they do not share the, their information of uh, the information of a taxpayer. The only time that uh, they would they would be in a position we would be in a position to access such information is that the persons who are doing such business with us themselves must be the ones who bring that uh, information to us because they're the ones with the pin to access their 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 profile within within the the, the tech system now that 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 on its own says there's there's nothing that uh, as a department, we can be able to do around that. Now, the biggest challenge where we, 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 we become reliant on some of these party systems is this issue of people doing business with the state. If a person is not an employee of our department, 
is not an employee of a provincial department, is not an employee of a any other national department. We don't have a way of actually detecting people that are working for entities and all those kinds of things. Um, so often we actually get this information secondary uh, when AG comes and say in their CAT system, uh, as they were running their own, their own uh, verifications and so on, they were able to detect this and to detect that. So uh, that's, that's where some of these dependencies actually come in and they become a bit of a challenge. And then that's why we said the way for us to be able to close that sort of gap is this in-year um, audit services uh, from the AG side, but also to, to, to go beyond the, the declaration forms where people can then declare whatever interest and so on, and actually uh, give a specimen of a letter that already provides for the content to say, I and the person will then put their name and ID number and all that and state explicitly that I'm not employed by any organ of state. Um, if that then, then gets signed and then the person uh, we then find out later, um, that's, 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 uh, that's something that uh, uh, it, it, there would be two issues to deal with. Firstly, the fact that the person is employed by the state, but the other aspect is that the person allied uh, in these documents uh, that, that would have been submitted to us. Um, the uh, last issue uh, is uh, the aspect about the, the record keeping. Um, we, we, we indicated uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the finding itself, the aspects of record keeping related a lot more to information that is coming from our implementing agents. And we have got a number of actions that we've identified, including uh, the, the standardization of how the information should be submitted and also the verification of the information and quality associated quality steps that should take place internally once that information has been submitted and also how it should be filed in terms of the repository of that particular information. So that is something that we've got some, some, some controls around. I do want to, to highlight one area that uh, I, I, I believe if, if we, 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 don't, we don't highlight, uh, it may be an omission on our part. In terms of uh, loss control, we've put a lot of, of, of mechanisms to make sure that we prevent that. But I do want to highlight to the honorable members that there will, there will still be instances where uh, some things are unforeseeable. Uh, and that's why you would find uh, such language used also uh, in the in the regulations and so on, there will be instances of unforeseeable uh, circumstances. Um, someone is supposed to fly somewhere; uh, the person is ill. Someone uh, is, we are supposed to 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 convene a particular meeting, and uh, people actually drop out of that meeting in the last minute, and we have got a venue. So those things, they are, they are, the amounts may not be a lot but those things would, would still happen. We may get the price of the ticket, I mean, the money paid for the ticket back, 
but would would still have uh, some taxes here and so on that may not necessarily be recoverable. So those those kinds of things, uh, when running um, an operation of uh, 2.4 billion in totality, inclusive of the entity, there will be some small losses that may be incurred, and we uh, we have put these controls to make sure that we minimize such as much as we possibly can. But we can't say that it will never happen. It would it would be misleading of us to say that to the honourable members. I would stop at that, honourable members. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, Dichi. Uh, DM, you want to come in as previously indicated? No, no, teacher, just to, to 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 come in and 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 make closing comment in relation to what the DG has said in the in the chair of the of the SAT uh, that we want to first and foremost indicate that we appreciate the 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 opportunity given to us as, as department to be able to come and share with yourself. Uh, in terms of what progress are we meeting, we're making. And we appreciate the wisdom that you are sharing with us in terms of some of the issues that you feel we need to do it better. Uh, and we promise that we'll work together with yourselves so that we're able to improve uh, 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 the, the audit outcome because that's, that's our main in goal and our intention, all of us is that at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we improve the audit outcome uh, in a manner that is acceptable, that uh, uh, we're able to achieve uh, the best possible results uh, in terms of managing the public purse so that we, we don't spend most of the time discussing these issues, but spend more time discussing the service uh, 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 delivery that we are expected to do and provide to, to, to our people, uh, uh, as opposed to spending more time on, 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 on issues that we should have uh, addressed internally and make sure that it doesn't happen. Uh, and then you focus mainly on on our deliverables and the outcomes that we are delivering to our communities. So it's a commitment that we're making that will work very hard to make sure that we address all these irregularities and commit the administration to do much more better in terms of making sure that we follow the prescripts as as, as, as stipulated in the in the in the PFMA, Honorable uh, uh, Winkler raised the issue of consequence management. What 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 consequence management means is that it's it's, it's a legislative and regulatory framework that applies uh, in order to address issues of misconduct, issues of fraud, issues of corruption, issues of and ethical conduct and behavior in the public sector. So, so, so it, the, that's, that's what, it, what literally it means. Uh, and therefore, the form and the content it takes, it depends on the, on the, on the process that gets engaged uh, 
uh, as part of addressing some of those matters that arise. Uh, then the I thought the DG will deal with the internal audit, but the, but the issue that the the chair has raised in the SAT equally applies to the department. Uh, in terms of the internal audit work that they are, they are doing, uh, some of the regularities uh, get picked up by them uh, before even the AG comes in. Uh, and by the time the AG picks them up, it has already been, been picked up by the internal audit in some of the instances. But the challenge is the extent to which then uh, the, the, the administration becomes responsive to some of these issues. And that's the issue that we are committing ourselves that we'll, we'll try to make sure that the, the, there is a, a better responsive on the part of the, of, the, of, the, of the administration. There is a commitment from the top management uh, to address these issues uh, and be hands-on uh, and make sure that uh, things are done in accordance with the, with what the the, the 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 laws requires us to do, uh, and we are committing ourselves that we are going to look at this matter of uh, the the tourist guides and how the system works. We 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 are we are in the process of looking as to extend to which how do we make it credible. Uh, so we'll come back at some point uh, to the committee to indicate the policy direction and the policy position that uh, we are taking in relation to this matter so that we are able to to make sure that the system become credible uh, and and such occurrences it doesn't happen going forward. Uh, the minister yesterday was raising something very critical that uh, We've got a huge uh, challenge of safety of our tourists in the country. Uh, the question that then arises is that uh, what is the role of the tourist guides? Because most of the time, uh, they, the, the tourists are in their hands. Uh, and, and we've got this challenge of, of, of tourist safety being some of the, the, the challenges. How do we use them in a manner that enables them to make a contribution towards creating a safer environment to our tourists? So those are some of the things that uh, we'll, we'll, we'll want to engage upon and see how best to improve. Yeah, General, that, that's, that's the, the, the comment here that uh, I can make in relation to the issues that uh, members have raised. If there are questions that we might not have properly responded to, uh, uh, we'll, we'll appreciate if that can be reflected and then maybe we then able to, to respond in writing if, if, if those matters have not been properly captured. Thanks. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, on that note, honorable members, allow me then on behalf of the portfolio committee to appreciate this engagement that we have just uh, concluded. My hand is up. I uh, think we have recognized it. No, I have not. I have not seen your hand. But can you? You can come in. Yes, I'm just um, quickly rushing to the, the the question which was not um, responded 
according to, you know, I'm not satisfied in the manner that the question was responded to by the DG, which is saying we refer, uh, I would love to have a document, Honorable Chair, that refers to the dismissal of the EPWP due to its um, OR, due to the fact that the case itself is, is, is an old case. And also, after getting that document, Honorable Chair, I would also like to know who referred the matter to the state advocate. And those questions were not uh, uh, appropriately responded to. So um, after the deputy minister has said that uh, other questions which were not responded to accordingly, he will definitely love to have them and respond them in writing. Can we have those documents in writing and with their attachments, which are referring to as to who said that document the matter must go to the state uh, advocate and also the matter that uh, it was dismissed due to the fact that it's an old matter. The document must be attached uh, from the office of the minister or deputy minister. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, honorable members. What will happen uh, is that uh, what, all that you have said, honorable Gomba, will be captured uh, accordingly with the assistance of the secretariat of this committee. We will also put this in writing, send it through to the department so that it gets responded to in writing. I will not uh, be opening up the space for engagement anymore. Uh, I will then uh, allow us to be able to conclude this meeting by indicating that the committee does appreciate this positive engagement that we have held currently. Uh, I must indicate that we have started the year on a good footing. It is positive and we are determined as the portfolio committee to work collectively uh, with the department. We, we, we understand our area of oversight. We also understand their area of providing service, the deliverables that they should be uh, providing to citizens in the country. However, in the line of these deliverables, there are issues or administrative issues that gets led or that are not conducted uh, in, a, in, a, in a proper way. And thus, there has to be consequences for such errors. Uh, honorable members, as we have indicated that in our endeavor to conduct oversight as this portfolio committee, we will do so robustly, we will do so constructively. And we appreciate the fact that the minister or the executive uh, 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 responsible, the minister and the DM together with the department and the entity did come back to us to actually give us the mitigating uh, uh, administrative 
uh, corrective measures that they have undertaken uh, to correct all the issues that we have raised. However, others are ongoing. And as they are ongoing, they will be reflected in future reports. In that, uh, on that note, uh, honorable members and uh, department, I will then uh, allow you to exit uh, the platform and request that only members of parliament or those that are supporting us as members of parliament remain in the platform so that we can be able to uh, continue with our internal committee work or we can continue with our um, housekeeping uh, for the portfolio committee ahead of the of, of the year, as this is our uh, first portfolio committee meeting for the year 2020. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I must say this was a fruitful engagement. However, where we feel that questions were not answered adequately, we know the processes. We will engage with uh, our secretariat together with the department and then we will iron out issues that are, are not properly ironed out. Uh, I will then also at this time invite uh, the secretariat to flight our agenda so that we can uh, see where we are heading to in terms of our agreed uh, agenda. Can we move down? Uh, we have uh, the first uh, committee program for the first term, the draft committee. Uh, can you take okay. us through, Mr. Bottina? Yes, Chair. I'm not sure in the in the interest of time now that it's already. Um, over quarter past 12 already. Uh, but what I have, we have done, uh, the members, the committee members will recall last last year, we, we have adopted a first-term uh, committee program, a program that was designed that to take the committee through uh, from now up to, up to the 1st of April. Uh, we have done that. We have tabled it to the committee. Committee considered it, and then they they finally uh, approved approved this program. Then thereafter, uh, the program had to be submitted to the office of the house chairperson. Uh, it was that was done on the eighth um, of uh, of December, and subsequently to that, our program now. The one which is before us remains an, an, an approved program, Chairperson. So what we just need to do now is just to send out uh, letters to all the affected parties that we will be having, that we will be meeting them uh, in terms of, of, of the, the way forward going through.
up to up to up to up to the up to the first up to the first of April, Jefferson. Um, so basically, our program it has been approved. Uh, it's it's here in front of us, Chair. Um, then then what we will then do now is just to to make a follow up with a series of letters that will go to our stakeholders, especially that those who have to that will have to engage them already for the minister. Uh, sorry, for the department and, and, and the entity, uh, their letters are already with them. Uh, the department is aware that on the 1st of February, they have to meet with the committee to present the first term, the first quarter and the second quarter performance reports of 2021-2022. And then on the 8th of February, then the SAT will also do the same, come to the committee and present the first quarter and the second quarter of 2021-22. Um, of and then on Thursday, the 10th of, um, of, of February, Jefferson, uh, all members know we will have a joint, a joint uh, sitting uh, on the State of the Nation address uh, by the President. That is a parliamentary, um, uh, is in the parliamentary calendar, Jefferson. Uh, just we we just put it here on the program so that uh, um, it can always be in front of our eyes. And then on the Tuesday of the 15th, uh, the, our content advisor and the researcher will assist us on the analysis of that so that they can um, uh, bring um, to lift those issues that are of uh, importance to us as a sector as tourism. Then what we are also saying uh, on the on item number six on the twenty second of February. Yeah, we also okay. I, I, uh, yeah, I'm confused because our secretary says we we have already it is already approved the the our 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 agenda, but now he's keeping on now lecturing about about it now. So now I don't know what 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 is happening now. Because if that uh, one was agreed upon, uh, okay. I can I guide? Uh, can I guide, Honourable uh, Sitole? This program was agreed uh, upon last year. What I will then request the secretariat is. The, the program is in front of us. We as members of parliament do have it in our own systems. And um, uh, he has spoken to it up until SONA, which is the 10th of February. Let us close it at SONA uh, and allow members uh, in our previous, in our, in our next engagement to engage with uh, other calendar items that are on the program. But for now, we know that for the from the first the first of uh, February and the eighth of February, we'll be engaging with the department and the entity, uh, respectively. And then on the tenth of uh, February, it, it is the joint uh, address, which is the joint sitting of the of the sauna where the president will be uh, addressing us as the nation and members of parliament. So let's uh, leave it at that, uh, honourable. Uh, Ketamabala and uh, Mr. Boltina, and then move straight to outstanding minutes. Can we have uh, the outstanding minutes flighted on the program on the on the on the screen? Mm -hmm. 
I note you, Honorable Gomba. Thank you very much. Honorable Chair, I think that at the pro, um, I want to go back to the uh, program. It was agreed upon up until April. So I'm, I'm worried when you say that let's leave it up until the 10th and other after SONA. Maybe um, you can clarify us as to why we have to still go there when the, the program has been agreed upon already. Uh, up to the, program, the, pro the program is agreed upon, but uh, the secretariat was leading was reading to us line by line. So what I have been, what I am guiding is that let we go up until SONA. All the other items are there. It's a program that is agreed upon. It's a program that is uh, oh, that also went through all the processes of uh, the house uh, chair for committees. So it's our program that we are working on, that we are guided on. We are continuing with our, our work as a portfolio committee guided by this program. Okay, what, I was, what, I, what I was saying is that the secretariat must not read to us line by line because it's a program that all of us have in our systems. Unless I am mistaken, uh, Mr. Boltina, is there any member of parliament who does not have this program? No, uh, uh, all, all, all committee members, Chairperson, they do have the program as, as it was agreed, but uh, we, all we were just doing, just, to, just for members to recap on, on one, what on, is on the program. But uh, uh, if members feel it that way, no, we can stop it there, Chairperson, on item number number number. Ten on the on the state of the nation address, and then and then what what we can uh, do if members still uh, have uh, time, and then we can go to just to the minutes of the previous meetings, or if members still wants to, we can defer then those minutes to the next meeting when we have with the department. I'm sure we'll have sufficient time at that time. I'm not quite well. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Boltina. I, uh, what I was saying is, uh, the program is our program. Yes. Only the, the we what we were reading is the three line items: the first of February, the eighth of February, and the and the tenth of uh, February, because those are calendar items that are in the next future, in the next three engagements that we'll be uh, engaging with. It's will be with the department next week, which is the 1st of February, and yes. also on the 8th. And then uh, uh, following that will be the joint sitting of the, of the State of the Nation. Uh, honorable members, can we then move to the minutes? Uh, the set of minutes, can they be flighted? Chairperson. Honorable Ketamabala. Please, can I propose that we refer the minutes to the next uh, meeting? Before that, uh, Honorable Ketamabala, can we? Can I guide uh, the members on how we are going to proceed? Uh, Dr. Kuzwayo, can you fly to the minutes? Dr. Kuzo, are you, are you on the platform? Um, uh, 
Yes, I am Chepesin, but I'm struggling because I, I have to download the necessary law. I downloaded the minutes. If, if you're okay. related, you can cite them if you yeah. have them on the side because I'm struggling to cite them. Oh, Mr. Boltina? Um, I'm just uh, checking share. Uh, what is this now? Okay, well, all of our members, all of, all of us do have these minutes. Oh. Uh, this is the agenda. Mr. Kuzo. Honorable Chair, can I come Honorable Chair, before you come in, uh, uh, before you come in, uh, Honorable Gumba, I will allow you to uh, come in, but Honorable Members, uh, the minutes that are in, in, in question or the draft minutes that we are wanting to consider or will consider in our next meeting, is the minutes of uh, the 7th of December, uh, 2021, where the agenda of the committee was a, was a consideration of the program that we are, that we were engaging on. Um, and, that, and, the minute, and the meeting was chaired by the Honorable Gomba. We have this set of meet, minutes. Uh, what I want to guide is that for us to process them quickly in the next uh, meeting that we are going to have on the 1st of uh, February. Yes, uh, these are the, the, the minutes, uh, uh, honorable members. And we have first we have Honorable Sitole, who has proposed that we do not engage with this meeting. Minutes, we defer them to the next meeting. Can I have a seconder? If there is an, a member who is saying that he agrees with the proposal by Honorable Sitole. Uh, and then... Also, if there is a member who is saying, let us continue with the, uh, the adoption of the minutes. Yes, Honorable Chair, that's why I arranged my hand based on that. Honorable Komba. Yes, thank you very much, Honorable Chair. Honorable Chair, um, all of us received the minutes, the set of minutes, um, many days before this meeting can sit. And we managed to get... Um, the opportunity to go through the minutes and also taking into consideration that uh, on the 1st of February, this, this um, um, minutes or even the program itself needs to be in the meeting um, at the higher level of those um, officials of parliament. I, pro I propose the adoption of the minutes because we've, we really had the time to read them and there's no more time to postpone due to the fact that there, there must be a meeting that um, deals with the same set of minutes. And um, that's why I propose that we adopt them today so that we really don't waste time and eventually even adopt the minutes in the next coming financial year on Honorable Chair. Thank you. Avoiding that. We're trying to avoid that as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable uh, Gomba and Honorable Ketamabala. The Honorable Gomba has moved 
uh, has proposed that we continue with the adoption of the uh, the, min the minutes as a true reflection of what transpired in the portfolio committee meeting of the 7th of December 2021. Can I have a seconder? Do we have an honorable member who wants to second the adoption of the minutes as a true reflection? as proposed by uh, Honorable Gomba. Yes, Chair, I second the adoption of the minutes as a true reflection of our meeting. Uh, Honorable Pusha has uh, seconded the adoption of the minutes. Do we have a contrary view? Any member who is saying this is not the true reflection of what transpired? In that case, honorable members, uh, these sets of minutes, uh, this set of minutes for the date of the 7th of December are duly adopted uh, in this portfolio committee. We will then move to announcements. Mr. Boltina. Um, Chair, there, there, there isn't much except the two, two issues. One um, chair is that uh, uh, members, I'm sure by now they may have realized or noticed that uh, Honorable T.D. Kalipa uh, is no longer a member of this portfolio committee, Chairperson. Um, I understand that uh, he's an executive mayor of a certain municipality somewhere uh, in, the, in the free state. Uh, so he's no longer a member of this committee. Up to now, we have not yet been told by the office of the chief whip as to uh, who will be replacing him in this portfolio committee, Chairperson. We are still waiting for that information. Uh, and then the second thing, uh, there, there is also a recommendation uh, that is flowing from the Women's Parliament uh, 2021 report uh, that has been referred to the Portfolio Committee, Chairperson. Uh, so they want us that uh, to, 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 to oversee the implementation of that matter by, by, by the Department of, of Tourism that relates to women empowerment in the tourism and programs uh, for them that will enable them to participate fully uh, in, the, in the tourism um, uh, uh, matters, Chairperson. Uh, those, those are the only two issues that I have on my side, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you very much, uh, uh, Mr. Boltina. Honorable members, that now come, we have now come to the conclusion of our meeting for the 25th of January 2022, which was our first engagement uh, as this Portfolio Committee on Tourism. Allow me, uh, honorable members, to appreciate this fruitful engagement uh, this constructive engagement and further uh, wish all of us a blessed and a fruitful 2022 as we endeavor to conduct our oversight in a manner that will be robust, constructive, and that will uh, ensure that the department does deliver on what they have set out to 
uh, set out as deliverables. Uh, without fear or favor, we will be able to engage with the department, engage with the executive, and hold them to account. This is what we have been doing. This is what we have undertaken in this uh, three hours of a uh, session that we've held uh, uh, from this morning and up, up until now. Uh, honorable members, it is appreciated that uh, from all of us that we are taking seriously to the oath of office that we have uh, undertook as members of parliament and we are true to our own uh, organizational uh, manifestos as we understand that as members of parliament we belong to political parties first and we have promised the citizens uh, of South Africa this that this is what we are going to do. And in this area that we are assigned to, uh, which is the National Department of Tourism, together with its, its entity, which is SAT, we are doing exactly what we have come to Parliament to do. And it is much appreciated that we can engage with each other and uh, hold the executive uh, and the department to account. Uh, Honorable members, we have come to the conclusion of the meeting, and this meeting stands adjourned up until the next meeting, which is the 1st of February. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chair. <laughs>